Hi, I'm Liam O'Rourke, and if WWE did Wrestle Kingdom, we'd be getting six hours of salt throwing, Pearl Harbor jobs, Japanese people being called Chinese, and every wrestler on the card coming out to the Orient Express theme song. I'm Old Man Jones, and I'm like the broccoli of podcasts. I look horrible, women will acknowledge that I taste horrible, but all you listeners know at the end of the day, I'm good for you. I'm G. John Chase. Boy, the festive season was a bit tough, wasn't it? All those celebrity deaths. George Michael, so sad. I was actually happy at first, mainly because I thought it was Buff Bagwell. For disappointment. And I'm Keanu Raw. And by the time you listen to this, we probably have won podcast of the year again. It's getting a little boring, quite frankly. That's why, for the good of this show, to keep Lim on his toes, I guarantee, with the legal battle out the way, the Kieran and Kieran show will be returning, i.e., debuting in 2017. Probably. This is the panel for episode 108 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio, and you can hear us review New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 11 next. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 108 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam Rock alongside Carl Jones. Happy New Year, humanoids. G. John Chase. And Kieran O'Rourke. Hello everybody. I was going to say quickly, I can't kind of add New Year's epiphany. Okay. G, do you always greet people like that when you say hello to them? Careless whisper? Yeah. Well, I've realised over, the, over the, the months and weeks um, we've been doing this, you ask us a question like, hello, how are you? And we'll do stupid stuff. Yeah. I just, it's not normal. You, did you not realise you were doing it? I just, 108 never, episodes. Never, never, <laughs> never dawned on me. Happy New Year, everybody listening to this. Hope you had a very uh, Merry Christmas or festive Happy Holiday season. Uh, of course, we are back this week to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 11, uh, New Japan's annual spectacular from the Tokyo Dome on uh, January 4th. Uh, much to discuss. This is the talk of the town, as it were, in uh, the world of wrestling at the moment, so I'm glad we're getting the chance to talk about this. Uh, we have, of course, reviewed Wrestle Kingdom in the past a couple of years ago, uh, which you can... which you Yeah, indeed it has, which you can listen to at squaredcirclegazette.com, where we archive every show we've ever done. I, I think it's, uh, it's keen to set the table again for any new listeners myself the new japan follower g long time new japan fan but you've fallen out of it a little bit recently yeah i haven't watched it last year yep and uh kieran carl the more casual new japan viewers if that's uh, the appropriate term yeah so that's fair sort of historically dipped in and out of it but uh not watched anything in truth since the previous year's wrestle kingdom okay yeah yeah in and out yeah, you used to watch all stuff I, I need to be prompted yeah you need to be prompted to watch it you need to be needled yeah yeah yeah, I said I was like you, uh, Liam. We used to kind of watch the, the shows together and so on, and uh, used to be quite adamant fan. But uh, after the last Wrestle Kingdom, which is ironically, I think when we last reviewed anything Japan related, uh, we didn't do the G1 climax uh, last year. Uh, and with the, obviously the, uh, the the major cull, I would say, of, of talent kind of leaving uh, in forms of uh, Nakamura and AJ and so on. It did actually kind of subconsciously, I guess, affected me watching New Japan forward. So like by the time I was. Uh, uh, you know, watching this show, the landscape had changed quite a bit, and it kind of just took me a little while to kind of reacquaint myself with uh, what's happened because actually a lot has happened in oh, the last year. Lots gone Omega, down. Omega and um, 
uh, Naito and so on. And apparently, which I will get into later, apparently Yoshihashi's a thing now. <laughs> yeah, indeed. He's, he's got a bit of traction himself. So as you, as you shake your head silently off camera in disbelief. But uh, we'll talk about the entire show here. We'll run it down. Uh, we're going to go in chronological order. Obviously, it was a show that very much built. Uh, so why not start at the lowest possible hurdle, I suppose? Uh, I will actually add, we of course do have your feedback. Uh, the loyal listeners have uh, chimed in on Facebook and on a couple of the forums. So we'll get to your thoughts a little bit later on. What as was a, the, what was the feedback like on this one was it more than usual uh no it's, it's, it's well more than usual for new, for new japan show that we've because, done because i felt i don't know whether it's because of the uh, the, the uh the five or six star uh main event matchup uh but it does seem that there's a lot more talk about new japan after this show yeah. than than i've ever seen before like um, of casual fans and so on it's just uh it does seem like for better or for worse this show has actually done a lot for the brand that's a word i hate <laughs> <laughs> and I will say too before we get going here despite Kieran's absolute utter lack of humility about the subject on the UK fan forum and the podcast of the year awards I would like to thank everybody sincerely for voting for us and uh, yeah, again we're, we're going head to head with Steve Austin and Chris Jericho and another uh, strong podcast so your vote is very much appreciated and we're looking to become two time podcast it's of the year awards it's not head to head Liam it's not head-to-head. Head. <laughs> no. They're on their knees sucking our dicks right now. <laughs> that ain't head-to-head. Head. Well, I suppose it is head-to-head head in a kind of way, but anyway. Not not, not that kind of way. Yeah. All right, so like I said, we're going to start We're going to start low. We're going to start easy here. The New Japan Rumble. <gasps> Actually, again, <laughs> ju- just for a little bit of edification here around the table, which version of the country did you watch? English or Japanese? Because I watched the Japanese feed. I had uh, Kevin Kelly and Steve Crino, which is something we'll touch upon as we go through the podcast. Yeah, same here. Yeah, G, I think you're the same. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, so I'm the only one with the Japanese feed. All right, fair enough. Uh, we'll get to the uh, New Japan Rumble first. The first thing that I've written down on my notes, Billy Gunn's entrance. First thing I wrote, is this a rib, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about Rumbles. <laughs> yeah, you're not a fan. Um, arbitrary Rumbles. So this is New Japan's annual, let's just stick the people we got nothing for, and a bunch of old guys who are long, long past their sell-by date. Yeah, Homna... Uh, well, first of all, yeah, Billy Gunn, I thought was like Homna on, like, steroids and got all really fat. <laughs> but it wasn't. So that was cool. <laughs> his entrance was a... With his... Oh, God, going through the ropes. Billy Gunn, how did he get a New Japan gig in 2016? Um, did you look at the rest of this roster on this rumble? Come on, man. Well, the, the fire has certainly gone out when it comes to Scott Norton. Uh, but, no, seeing Billy Gunn and... Michael Elgin kick off the show yeah you always heard Gorilla Monsoon describe the irresistible force meeting the immovable object I thought of it as the unflushable shit meeting the uncloggable toilet <laughs> um, oh my god against Michael Elgin he's just a lump he's easy <laughs> In in New Japan, in ROH, I was never a big fan of Elgin, to be quite honest. But in New Japan, he's kind of found his uh, he's found his yeah. position a little bit more. I'm still not the was, biggest fan of Elgin's, but he has improved. I, I was I was actually surprised uh, um, that Elgin was actually in this. I know he's just come back from uh, orbital yeah. bone surgery, uh, but I was really surprised because uh, I, I don't mind him. I, I'm not like the biggest fan of him, but I don't mind him. I think actually he's a reasonably good fit for New Japan, like due, due to like his style and so on. But it, they they've taken to him. Oh yeah, over there they've really taken to him, and the fact that he's gone from strength to strength there. So I found it really weird, considering that you know he's got a lot of momentum behind him, that this is where they placed him on the card. I mean, he, he gets the, the win. Spoilers. That's uh, fine. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's figured that out by now. <laughs> but it's just you know he, he gets the win. Fair enough. But I just thought like man, and, and there's other people later on in the show that they just inserted into matches where it's like you could have had just even if it's a throwaway match, you could have had it could have been a better showcase for some talent. And I'm going to throw his name out. Ishi. Oh yeah. Is one you could have had Ishi versus Elgin 
in there. Just this is a nice little match. It, it would. It, I'm wondering. The I'm wondering. Match, but you know, some of these talents that were used in the lower card, it. I was just scratching my head. I'm wondering Seriously. if Elgin was not completely really ready to be doing a physical match and that's why he's in this easy rumble where to be quite honest him and Cheeseburger were riding on their knees for pretty Cheeseburger no what the work. fuck is this Cheeseburger <laughs> the pop for Jushin Liger was, was great oh, yeah, what this great. poor fucking guy I he deserves like, better yeah I guess I, I in all honesty when because Carino and Kevin Kelly were dicking around a commentary through this one I'm like I wasn't impressed and I'm like what am I watching this for is it a rib Liam and then and then Carino says, "Oh well, no, I think it's Kevin Kelly says we'll have to uh, we'll get serious when the actual when the show starts." <laughs> when I realised you're on the air. When I yeah, to which my response was, "Oh sweet, this isn't a proper show," and I turned it off. So I didn't see who won. Oh okay. <laughs> I did have seven hours to watch in three hours, Liam. Come on now. That's why I said spoilers because I didn't want to ruin it for him in case he wants to go back and watch it. Eugene Nagata had a fantastic t-shirt on that needs to be yeah. mentioned as he came out raised see, the t-shirt and it's his face with see, the eyes rolling back underneath that see, was brilliant see this, this is another thing I mean a Liger I can almost understand it's like hard to see him in this kind of role when you know obviously of he's such a, such a character and so on but um, you know he's winding down but Nagata and I realise like Nagata's even older but Nagata is still badass right and he can still go and it infuriates me I know they're pushing for new talent which is a key thing to do but yeah. when Nagata is still good and he's still over and can still help. It infi- he's like another character who just infuriates me that he's that he's been was lowered down to this level now. And this is a guy that you know up until Tanahashi broke the record in I think it was 2011, 2012. This guy was the record holder for most uh, title defenses. Okay, so this guy actually is a big name uh, within the company's history. And now he's just in like a comedy yeah. match where he lifts his t-shirt up and he's got like a print of his face underneath. Look, it, it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's a bit of comedy. He's there for the paycheck. Same reason Liger, Liger was in that role for a bit of an extra paycheck, and then he did commentary for the rest of the show. Um, it's not. It's really not something for us to get bent out of shape over. It's just a, you know a little filler to open the show, and you know, I'm sure that I won't find Steve Carino anywhere near as insufferable as the night progressed. <laughs> Okay, uh, Scott Norton did come out looking like a horse. He looked like he'd only aged about two years since I last saw him. His chest was fucking enormous. Elgin, obviously, the whole ma- design of this match had put El- Elgin over strong. Yeah. Fair enough, he's the one that they've got uh, stocking going forward. Yeah. Makes perfect sense to me. Uh, moving along very, very swiftly. Uh, let's get out to Tiger Mask W oh. versus Tiger the Dark. What is Kota Ibushi doing pissing around in this? This, this, this infuriated because I did not know this before going into this into the show, right? That Ibushi was on the card. It was only like when like uh, he enters the ring that I was like, I recognise the physique, I recognise the build. And they do the zoom in, I recognise the eyes. I was like, no, 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 don't, don't. This can't be. And then as soon as he does like you know, he started doing his move set, you know, the Ibushi move set, not the Tiger uh, Tiger Mask, whatever he's fucking playing uh, move set. I was. Fucking fuming! I was I, on two fronts. I was like, one, I was fuming at Koto. So I said, seriously, you didn't sign a WWE contract because you'd rather be doing shit like this. And at the same time, I was furious in New Japan, saying, this is the best you have. Carino uh, and Kelly were sort of dropping hints. It was a bit of the old wink, wink, nudge, nudge on commentary mm. about it. But from New Japan's perspective, why would you do anything else with it, with him? There is an element of uncertainty in truth over where, what his destination is going to be. So if you're if you're the company and you think. Right, he's done the Cruiserweight Classic, he's appeared on NXT, you know, there may be leanings that way. We're not going to put that much stock in him, because before you know it, having been burnt last year like they were, why would you do that? You wouldn't. Yeah, but to put him in like a mask, 
Which is based on think he, I think cartoon. He, I think he wants, he wants to... This is, this is a Bushi's wacky thing where he oh, loves being a freelancer yeah. that can go around and do what he has fun doing. And he's a huge anime fan. And apparently, he just wanted to be Tiger Mask. And he's just like... And they're like, okay, we'll have Kota Bushi in the open. And again... It, it suffered from the usual Tokyo Dome early match quiet crowd syndrome. Yeah, it's but, a late arriving crowd typically. He anyway. wasn't even playing the character. He was just doing. He was doing all himself. the Ibushi moves. Yeah, he was just doing himself. That's that's what that's really annoyed me. It was like he, if he's actually playing the character, I can maybe go halfway to thinking like, okay, then he's been brought in to do a role. We didn't even do the fucking role right. He's just being himself in a mask. He's just being himself in a mask and just infuriating me. And meaning I'd rather just have Koto Ibushi. I don't want to see this shit. Yeah, yeah. Good action, but uh, not a match that really... It was like six minutes. Yeah, it's an opener. Yeah, I had some technical difficulties and really saw bits and pieces of this match. I didn't realise it was Ibushi. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, I probably would have... You were fooled. I would have watched it all again, yeah. I just like the mask. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a helmet. It's, it's huge. Like a proper tiger. It's a yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's an actual tiger's head. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along now to the next match on the show, and it's, of course, the Young Bucks, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the uh, PWG Tag Champions, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and Superkick Party Champions. How do you feel about that, Carl? Doesn't matter how many fucking belts they give him, I still fucking hate him. <laughs> uh, I, I, as much as uh, you may feel that way about the Young Bucks, I felt similarly about the Rapungi Vice's entrance music. Oh, oh, yeah, that is that was pretty hideous. Um, this will not come as a surprise to any listeners of the show. I am not a Young Bucks fan. And the match sort of epitomised why I'm not a Young Bucks fan. I'm so sick to death of seeing super kicks. It's it's bad enough you've got about six or seven people on the WWE roster that do them in every and they only do it maybe once or twice. I lost count. I was I was, I was going to keep a tally of how many super kicks there were, and I just gave up. Possibly in part because Carino was driving me up the wall during this match, just saying super kick, <laughs> as if it was insightful in some way. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I knew what they were doing. It was just insulting, and they're just they're so hokey. With the mannerisms and I just the verbiage, the, the verbiage, verbiage drives the me verbiage, crazy. The verbiage is the narrating terrible. their own match with these yeah. goofy little lines. Whilst, whilst they You're look, dead. Yeah, whilst they look like the Hardys from 1997, it's just horseshit. And I thought the ending, I thought was very strange as well. I, I appreciate it's early in the card. You're not going to have big crescendo finishes, but sort of you know the Finley roll in, into a quick sort of crucifix style yeah. pin. So it came out of nowhere. I don't think the crowd were particularly expecting it. I will say very quickly though, as as much and it got to the point in this match, obviously, where they're just throwing super kicks and there's no like it's just it's pointless. It's not even like it's part of their their, their shtick and oh okay, it's another one. It's just it's a random thing thrown yeah, there for there, no there reason. Was, there was one oh, sorry to cut you off, Liam. There was one point where I thought it was useful. Which was the early Which was which was, which was the count was the show. Yeah. I thought I wrote that down. The the, the spot where they, they leave the ring to lure them to a double super kick and then leg it back. I laughed my ass off when they were running back down the aisle to get into the ring. But then, of course, it's like they're, they're selling fucking 19 count after a super kick in like two minutes. Yeah. Like, this is just preposterous. I've got to say, though, I kind of got a kick out of the Young Bucks on this show. Yeah? I thought they were great with Omega. Oh, yeah, with Omega, they were great. Yeah. They go out in the outside. And the narration, it's all the stuff that we've talked about, why they're annoying, still annoys me. <laughs> but... I, I kind of got a kick out of them. I thought they were good. Um, Not that you, actually, to be honest, having said that, this is one of the least offensive Young Bucks matches in terms of, I thought it was structured very well. I, the narration as well, it's like, it's like they knew, the crowd's so quiet. It's going to be quiet. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, 
John Cena in his prime, you're going to hear everything he's going to say. So, well, let's at least keep it in character. <laughs> Billy Gunn in the New Japan Rumble, for that matter. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this, at least it was in character. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're obnoxious. The fucking heels, good for them. Yeah. I don't like the gear. I mean, I, I, I could dress them. I personally would dress them differently and would tweak them, but. Yeah, uh, they, they were. They, they, yeah, I thought they were good in the role. Rocky Romero was forever lariats. Was tremendous. <laughs> Only to keep ducking the double, the double lariat to get him eventually was great too. What, what the fuck? As well, uh, Romero and Beretta as a team. It's like, why are these two oddballs together? Yeah, very, very. Romero's got a cool look. Yeah, yeah. Um, Beretta looks like a nerd. He well, looks, he looks like Zack Ryder's uncle, older brother. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you what I, I sat there and I watched that flip dive to the floor and thought dickhead <laughs> dickhead <laughs> you dickhead yeah. what? and he's done that bump before in WWE on like superstars it's like you can do that on superstars yeah. doing it the dome's no big deal but yeah I, I uh, interesting oh, so that, that's the over the tiny miss yes yeah, yeah. yeah. And very, there's some, you know, some creativity in this they were going for the uh, that kind of wacky dude buster move that Beretta does and uh, with Romero coming off the top rope and he had like one of the young books counter with like a springboard diamond cut from the top into a drop kick into a code red. It's like this kind of thing that I can <laughs> can't shake in his head off camera. Just drives you crazy, car. But I just um, yeah. I mean, I I I had issues in the match beforehand without the the additions of these teams, just the the, the junior uh, cruise uh, junior heavyweight tag team division because. They they rarely ever actually promoted this in any way, which makes you beg the question why they have the belts in the first place. I mean, there was de- decent feud. Like the last decent feud I remember was uh, Time Splitters versus Romero and Alex. Yeah, Alex Shelley. Forever hooligans. No, no, no. Oh, no Alex Kozlov. Kozlov, right? Alex and they had some good matches. But you know, before that, the the only time that was actually any kind of relevance to so his belts was when it was Apollo Fifty Five versus um, like you know whoever, uh, prob- probably Alex Kozlov and, yeah, yeah. and Rocky Romero. But going to this with. Um, with uh, Vice and these, it my my I am frustrated by them because they are talented, they are talented athletes. Okay, and there is definitely a certain aspect of charisma to them. They are fun, they are amusing to watch, and I think they are solid heels. But the fact that I really fucking hate them, right, <laughs> means that they are doing something right. It's just the aspects that that Carl uh, kind of mentions, uh, and 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 you guys as well. Just like the wrestling is where it falters and it's kind of like when I'm watching it and it's like incredibly harsh to say but I'm almost kind of like waiting for the day where like they kind of hurt their knee really badly or something like that to the point where they realise they might have to slow down like oh holy shit we can't do all this crazy stuff anymore because we're broken our bodies down maybe we should slow down and think about what we're doing the moment that happens I think it could be fucking great oh they will be yeah but until then they're still going to be doing these like there was a moment in the match which just uh, just really annoyed me, and they did a great double team manoeuvre, right? So they had uh, one of them hung over the ropes uh, into the middle of the ring, and the four fifty, and they did the four fifty onto it, and the crowd popped for that. And I thought that's a great fucking finisher, and then he just kicks out, and it carries on for another ten minutes, and I was just like, what was the point of doing that match? But that that was a finisher. That was oh, a move. really impressive finish. Oh, dude, that's the, that's the Young Bucks yeah. Oh, yeah. stick. I know, they do, I know. Like, it's like, 20 moves yeah, like that. I know it's got. the same when he does like, the flip in, in the tombstone and stuff like that. It's like all these kind of moves like are really impressive, but they're finishers. And I don't want to sound too much like Jim Cornette. Fuck it, I do. But it's just, <laughs> you know, these things are finishers, yet they just use them as just like throwaway moments. And that's what infuriates me about these guys because they are talented enough. They are entertaining with Omega. They are funny. They're, they're a great fit together, those three. And it's just it's just more infuriating, but I'm I'm just wish they get it because they don't. They think they do, they don't. 
Okay, and and they keep thinking like, oh, you they, know, we're, we're, we're get... pushing wrestling, we're pushing wrestling into further. You know, we're, we're pushing the, uh, the, you know, what wrestling is, and we're changing it. It's like, no, you're not. You're, appealing... you're just not doing it. Right. You're, you're doing you're doing the easy thing by appealing to the niche. That's what that's yeah. what they're doing. I mean, yeah. that's, and that's what hey, yeah. that, that's a lot of yeah. their audience because yeah. what drives indie wrestling yeah. right now is the indie audience, and that's where I they're mean, making their money. So to be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not criticizing them for that approach. Yeah, I take this opportunity to mention about the, the I think in Korean on comedy the fan wank commentary. This yeah, it's not wrestling like. This, this, I, I understand it, but it's just, it's wrong. It's wrestling has become this almost like nostalgia pastime where, yeah, we like it, we like wrestling because it's wrestling. It's, it's like I'm not going to support your product just because it's wrestling. It, it don't tell me the reason I should support your product is because I like wrestling. Tell me your product is the best fucking product in the world. While it's more importantly, show it to me. Don't keep fucking telling me when nothing's happening. And. And and promote it that way. The way a promotion should be promoted is like, this. This nicey nice. Oh, we know it's fake. It's it's nostalgic gimmick. The PWG realm of things with the slow motion spots and that six man tag we watch where the commentary yeah. is just completely and it, like a fan watching. And it comes from the fans. Permits them to obviously the wrestlers themselves who've been fans and then now it's the commentary just playing off it as well. I get you got to cater to it, but it's not the way you draw money and become superstar. You don't create build superstars like that. You create, create this little niche little family dynamics on the go and it's 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 not the way wrestling should be run to make money god damn it <laughs> we'll move on now because we're, we're running behind the track um we'll go to the uh, the never tag team gauntlet uh yujo takahashi the asian godfather as you wrote down in your notes there carl with this uh, this guy's awesome he's terrible <laughs> he's terrible he was ace coming out i think okay, everybody stood in the ring but yeah we don't want that i'll tell you what for the benefit of you guys who watch with the english commentary jushin liger when Yujiro yeah. Takahashi oh. was so for he was like that all the time. <laughs> the, At one the, point, he actually the, sounded like he was rubbing one out under the table. They, they actually, they actually, come uh, they on, actually girl, do, come they, on now. They do actually on the American commentary do mention it. They actually say like that because the camera cuts to Jujin Liger as he's making his entrance. He said that's why Jujin Liger's out here. He's only out here for <laughs> Yujiro's uh, entrance because he likes the ladies. I think actually Green says uh, Liger still can't stand up since the ladies came out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on now. This team, this bullet, this bullet club team, right? Oh, real rogues, right. guy. Um, Let me tell you, Fowley has grown since I've last seen him. He is fatter than ever. Wait, wait let, I'll, I'll just, let me just clarify. When Liam says grown, he means got fatter. Yes. Right, not muscular or anything. No, no, so you mentioned the bullet club. What, what struck me, having having not watched it for a year, was that by match four, in, including the, the pre-show rumble, we're on to seven members of the Bullet Club have now made appearances on this show. Yeah. We've talked in the past about NWO and their bloat phase. I feel like we're there with the Bullet oh, Club. We're oh, yeah, we're there we're, ages ago. Oh, we're, we're talking about getting gastric bands for this motherfucker now. We're well past that stage. I'm just waiting for Virgil to come out. Is <laughs> <laughs> the bone soldier not enough Don't for you? Don't say it. It could happen. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, fat fuck fail, you know. <laughs> I, I've, I've expressed my opinions on now, this guy and now working changed. in a t-shirt because yeah, he's so fat yeah because he's so fat because he's got bitch tits we, we right. should be grateful for that we've got, we got Hujo who like the only Hujo Takashi who <laughs> the, the only reason I actually enjoyed watching him was because of his music which he now doesn't have he yeah. doesn't have the, the sexy, sax he doesn't have the sexy sax anymore so now and he's still wearing his fucking little shitty shorts yeah. there's a rule of thumb in Japan you're not, never going to get anywhere if you wear shorts <laughs> Trust me on this. Um, and then, and then, who's the, th- who the, th- the third fucking guy? Um, oh, uh, Adam Page, Hangman Page. Uh, no one cares. I just thought it was Chris Benoit. He comes out. He looks exactly like Chris Benoit in, in the like, and then he's got a fucking noose around his neck. I'm thinking this is another rib. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? That's that's edgy. That is. The, this this <laughs> team. I was just like, 
oh, this match, as soon as I saw this team, I did not have high expectations for this with these three. Uh, maybe because I didn't know who one of them was and uh, the other two was just disappointing. The the other, the other team... As I, as I noted so detailed in my notes, Will Ospreay, Athletic Spot Monkey. Ricochet, see Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I think we, we've talked about the match that we all sat and watched before. Mm. They are incredibly athletic. I don't dispute that for one second. Mm. They do things that I couldn't do if I was a healthy man, let alone someone <laughs> with a fairly hard drinking habit. But Will Ospreay just has this look on his face. He looks so gormless when he's looking out to the crowd. It's like, it's like the truck's coming towards him and he's just looking at the lights. He just looks like such an idiot. He doesn't sell anything. You know, and we, we talk about wrestlers being, we talk about the young bucks being banged up and, and fucked up mm. you know, before they're much yeah. past 30. He's not gonna be far away either. Mm. I mean, at, so, least, yeah. at least I think Ricochet has a bit of charisma about him. I, it's just I thought this there were some talented people involved in this match at parts but it all just was generally quite messy to me Will Ospreay I absolutely share all the sentiments that Carl's just mentioned about him um, he's he's like number two on my list uh, with the bucks at number uh, the, the, <laughs> the buck fucks at number three right in terms of just people that infuriate me well the, the number one is in the same match and um, Yoshihashi Right. Who? Okay, I'm not surprised that he's involved in this match. But the thing that just bothered me, because this, as I mentioned it before, that apparently Yoshihashi's a thing now. Yeah. Okay, apparently he has a 16, right? For who is basically uh, the Dave West of uh, New Japan. Right? That's going <laughs> to be a reference that only a small minority do, but they'll Who's be laughing. The, sorry, who? Yoshihashi is the Dave West, right? I always, I always thought Yujiro was. To be honest. <laughs> no, 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 because uh, Yujiro can at least get women, even if he has to pay for them. Um, but. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> But but Yoshihashi and the really thing that annoyed me with Carino and uh, and Kevin Kelly was they kept saying these two lines over and over again, right? And it, and it went in my head throughout the rest of the night. He goes, 2017 might be the year of, uh, of Yoshihashi, or 2017 might be the year for the fat fuck fail, right? And they kept saying it over and over again, saying, oh, like this is going to be a big year for these two guys. They're going to get elevated. And I was like, they better fucking not. And there are <laughs> other people on this, on this card, show. which we'll get to later on in the show, that I think will have better years than these two fucks. And he goes, Fat Fuck Fail is just big. That's it. That's all they like about him. He's tall. And Yoshihashi, he's only in the position that he's in because he's best friends with uh, the, the man now, the man of the company. Mm. That's just about it. The one thing I'd say there, G, to possibly maybe um, allay your concerns at all, if, if it does, is watching that match, looking at the, at the crowd reaction... I think there was basically a case of, in terms of what the crowd cared about, it was Kojima and then everyone else. Kojima oh, was God. He was yeah. awesome. I'm so yeah. disappointed. It's like, oh, it's like a, yeah. yeah, we're going to have Osprey doing his wank, self masturbatory bullshit. Mm. And oh, the, the, Kojima shouts out to the crowd and they just go off. Oh, God. Yeah. The, the, you've got the Irish prince Rick O'Shea in there. And, <laughs> and, and then Kojima comes in and it's like, this is what a man is. This is what a wrestler is. God damn it. He's, Fucking great, and then yeah, so Kojima's so disappointed, heartbroken when he lost. Well, the thing yeah. is, like, Rick, Rick, uh, you know, Osprey to at least to an extent has, uh, you know, he he won the uh, uh, the Best Super Juniors, didn't he? Right, that team just gets demolished by Bullet Club. Thanks for turning up. Yeah, 
right? Then we Los get then we, yeah, then we actually get the good, then we actually get the good team as like a three man yeah. team. We actually get the good team. Right? I love this this faction. Say right? a sonata is fantastic. Look at this. Look at this faction is fantastic. Bushi's made at least a little bit more interesting by being in this group. Um, Evil, I like the look of, and I, I agree with you on Sonada. He's uh, he, he just looks like I, again. He was just one of the ones I was disappointed with because I was like, this guy's got a good look to him. He's good in the ring, like, and yeah, he's in this. He's in this match. This is a big problem I have with this show: is the seven championship titles that well, they have. You got a lot of a lot of. You can only do it, so much for so many people. I, you know what I mean? I just, I just personally, I'll just get rid of the, the the junior heavyweight division. I'll just have those guys be moved up to just because that's the thing that annoyed me about the, the this uh, this three man uh, tag team titles. You know, it's just like they didn't the tag, need more belts. Yeah, yeah. The ta- they had two tag titles already, and they've been struggling with those championships. So you're thinking, okay, we got a solution. Oh, good. They're gonna get rid of one and just move everyone into one division. No, we'll create a third fucking tag title belt. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. They don't have the fucking roster to do it. Oh, they got no, they got they got the numbers, but they have they don't put people in place. Sorry, let, 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 let me put it. They haven't got on, on the flip side. I do actually like the idea of this three man belt. The fact that it's open weight, so they can mix the the, the small with the junior heavyweights divisions. I'll just get rid of those junior heavyweight tags. Yeah, yeah, and and the and the, and the, the junior heavyweight uh, t- title, whatever no, it's called. No, 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 no. That's a step too far. You know the. Junior heavyweights mean something in Japan still. Yeah. I'm completely... I agree with your sentiment of, of less belts in general. Mm. To ditch that division is a step too far. I'd, I'll get into further why, why I think they should, but LIG were like great, and, they, and they, they quickly... I think that was even quicker than how they demolished um, Bullet Club. And then we get the actual uh, tag champs, which I agree. Ricochet's number one on my list of people who infuriate me. Really? Like, he represents everything that's wrong with current professional wrestling. Oh, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Or the way way that it's going, basically. The way that the fans think that wrestling should be going, where it's just all spots. See, I think think Osprey is more offensive to me than Ricochet. Ricochet, at least... I mean, Ricochet is... Ricochet's older, so he should know better. The excesses that uh, Ricochet has, I think Osprey has worse. Hmm. But and, and also, but, like I said, I think he's got more charisma. But so could, but could he can get away with it. But I agree with uh, um, Kieran's sentiments about like Kojima. Like again, another guy, same as the Nagatas and uh, the Elgins and so on. Mm. Just people who are low down on the show that still have value well, more so than just picking up a paycheck. They still have value with the audience, and I just. I couldn't see why we couldn't just have like maybe a Kojima versus Elgin. Well, this it's is just, it though. Like a little this, match. this is the problem when you, when you talk about how New Japan doesn't have enough good guys. They do have enough good guys to do this thing, but the thing is, you can't have everybody who is good featured. Otherwise, I mean, this show was five out five and a half hours as it was. You know what I mean? Oh, that's horrible. With all the with all, with all this stuff, it's like if if you focus on absolutely everybody as well, then it's just going to get even crazier excess. Uh, right team wins. Right team wins. Oh yeah, Lij abs- get the belt. Absolutely. Although they didn't hold them very long. Uh, oh really? They lost it in New Year's Dash. Oh, for I fuck's sake! Who? Yeah, who beat them? Uh, well, I don't know if I want to spoil it. Uh, no, okay, I won't spoil it for Carl. Uh, right. Anyway, moving swiftly along now to the next match on the show. It is the debut of the American Nightmare Cody against uh, Juice Robinson. Mm, yeah. Should have come out in a wolf outfit. Why's that? At least it'd be a reason for like being Cody. Uh, are they bears or wolves? Oh, the Kodiak bears. Oh, okay. Bear outfit then. <laughs> Maybe come out with Big Josh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, he's dead, isn't he? Never mind. Corpse off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cody didn't do nothing for me. And hang on, first of all, this Juice guy, is this that fool who... Was C.J. Parker? Oh, I fucking... I did, he yeah. was useless this, then, too. Yeah, this, oh, this was the guy <coughs> that, even in NXT... 
couldn't get over to save his life. NXT, right? This is where like easiest ever got over NXT. Yeah, anyone can. You can fart. Okay, you just like drop your pants and take shit in the middle of the ring, and it will get over in NXT. (laughs) Anybody can get over, but he couldn't. That's how bad he is. Baron Corbin principle. (laughs) Yeah, that's how bad he is. Right? They realized how bad he is. And so, you know, let, let, gladly let him go. And now he's gone to New Japan and he hasn't fucking changed. He's improved. Life. He's improved. He's, no. he's, 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 oh. not as, he's not as piss poor as he was before. He's. He's, he's I, I, the I, leg well, I guess. Well, but... well this is it. There's, there's one point in this match where Cody's beating him up and he's just no selling it. And then, you get in and then he screams, in the end, typical New Japan fashion, come on, motherfucker! And then Cody just kicks him in the leg and he falls down like he's been shot and screams. <laughs> it's like, uh, not the leg. Not the leg. I, I, was, I was actually quite disappointed with, um, uh, with Cody on this because I, I, like, I like the guy. And, um, and, you know, and it's like, okay, that's actually, that's, that's like a good, that's a big name for them to, to grab, you know, in here. Is it? But, Is it really? They, but they fucking By immediately. The, way, the Bullet Club member. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's what oh, don't worry. Say. I've that's got it here. Yeah. Cody, 8th BC yeah. member yeah. in my notes. That, that's, that's, that's what got me on this because I thought Cody Rhodes, I thought, okay, that's that's really good. I'm interested in this. You know, I wonder what they could do with him because I'm thinking AJ Styles. I'm not, not, not that he's AJ Styles, but what they did with AJ Styles. They brought him in <laughs> and they just shot him up to the top. He so was quick like, to row so that back. Like, so I was like, yeah, because I, I know you weren't going to let me finish. So it was just like, so. Was, yeah. And so. Cody Rose, I was waiting to see like what they would do with him, and then they instantly just put him in the Bullet Club. And it's like, oh, okay, so that doesn't matter then. Oh, he did with AJ. I will say this though, it's one of those things. I, I don't know what the ceiling on on Cody is here in New Japan, but uh, mm. this this was like I watched this match. Like, remember when they had Okada come back and just kill Yoshihashi and it meant nothing, yeah. and then they shot him to the moon after that. Yeah. I had that kind of feeling. Hopefully, they don't go over. To be honest, true. I don't really want Cody in, in a super high position in New Japan. I and, think he'd be intercontinental. Yeah, he may, he may be never. I see something for. like that. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that this was. Uh, this, I, I, I see him and Goto for the, the never. The, this this match and the following match, the Ring of Honor match, I called the interval. This I this I, this I, I, was I totally the interval. I said, oh, I'm the Ring of Honor match. Uh, both of those matches was just the interval to me. I fucking dozed off. Cody Rhodes missed the disaster kick near I, the end, which Cody, I think, it's really disappointed because it's like he, he got out there. He's got this opportunity now. Do whatever you the fuck you want to do, yeah. and it just seemed like an amalgamation of little mannerisms for all these characters over the year, and it was just so disappointing. Yeah, I I, I put it down as um, a, a Cody showcase, which, which is effectively what this match was. I mean, I, this this Juice Robinson character. Um, the juice yeah. is loose. Someone put him back. For fuck's sake! Yeah. There's only one juice, and that's UV. Yeah, it's you know, it's well, you know, <laughs> the the young bucks are hokey. This guy's even worse in that regard. In terms of almost, almost the caricature nature of his mannerisms, and and even his selling to some point is just pretty. It's weak sauce. It's weak sauce to me. <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say. Um, but this was just. This was just. A, is this the Nando's fucking scale? Is it? Or is it on? Oh. So, Cody Nando's both overrated to some extent. I see. I see. The, I see the link there. Um, yeah, and I. I don't dislike Cody, but it's. It was just. It was a little showcase match for him. Really, didn't mean anything in the wider scheme of things. I don't see a particularly high ceiling for him. I mean, you. You say it's a good get for New Japan. I don't think it. They've got so many guys. I, I don't think. I don't think it means much at all for New Japan and, and, and let's face it that audience didn't care well, it might be one of those things where they're thinking a bit more long range because they are doing shows in America later this year the first couple of shows of the G1 are in America this year so they're thinking expansion so I'm thinking they're probably for the sake of familiarity with some of the guys that's thinking get Cody in we move along now to the Ring of Honor World Championship match Adam Cole Bay Bay in case you hadn't heard against uh, Kyle O'Reilly a name that I'm, I'm sure that Japanese fans love saying Kyle O'Reilly by the way um, yeah. I think they should change it to Loki Blanco 
Oh, I Sin- see. Sinizo's act is like, you know, an albino Loki. Yes. There you go. Not a fan. Both men WWE bound, apparently. Oh, really? Yes, indeed. Um, really? Yeah. Um, That's exciting. Well, they, they did what they could with 10 minutes. That's what I wrote down here. Yeah, it's it's only 10 minutes. It's a, a nice and stiff match. You know, they both work hard. I, I'm surprised to hear that they, um, they're both WWE bound, only in the context of I assume that with Cole going over it meant O'Reilly was WWE bound and, and he wasn't. So mm-hmm. you know, I suppose we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, sort of touching on Kieran's point there, Kyle O'Reilly, very generic. Very generic. Mm-hmm. And it'd be remiss of me if I didn't say Bullet Club member number nine <laughs> on the show. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're right, Liam. For, for 10 minutes, they did what they could. I was entertained by it. You know, it was pretty inoffensive. It was... Again, part of the prelude to uh, what is the real meaty portion of the show that we'll get to later. I think, uh, yeah, I've, I, I had the same sentiment you did about O'Reilly for quite some time, and I was not sold on him. He's improved his pacing a lot over the last couple of years. I think he, he, the way he does his uh, series and combos and stuff like that, he sells more now. He's, he's gotten a lot more uh, fluid as a performer. And before, he was just like hyper speed, almost, almost Davy Richards territory, which I'm not a fan of. Um, but I, I, am, uh, I am a bit more favourable towards O'Reilly than I used to be yeah can I just just ask around the table because um, it's probably something you're aware of but it's something Carino touched upon on commentary um, and it has something I've heard been mentioned about Kyle O'Reilly before this idea of he doesn't just work the one body part he'll move all over the shop sort of thing I, and it was sort of it was portrayed as if this was some great you know, you know sort of big boon for him you know it was a plus point for him and I, sat, I thought no, that's quite alien to me. I don't like that idea of I'm just going to work all over the shop. It's sort of maybe I'm being too much of a stick in the mud, but it just screamed a lack of psychology. Like, no, there's a reason you work the one body part as part of telling the story. If that, you know, if that's the road you're going down of working a part, you do. There's a reason you pick one and focus on it for the story purposes. Is it, is it just me being a bit pernickety here? My reading of it was based on the rest of the card that everyone else drew lots for what body part they could work in random matches and then Kyle O'Reilly didn't draw a lot so he said ah just go just go work anything well it seems like everybody else drew leg from, uh, from the rest of the show oh, but, no, uh, no there was leg some, one oh there was arm, arm there was, arm, there was yeah. back, and, back and neck I yeah. thought it was, it was distinctly different in different matches to the point where I thought well it's like it's obvious you know your, your agent or book has come, sit down and said okay you do this you've got to do different body parts I'm very uh, I th- I do feel there's an overemphasis on working a body part. I uh, yeah, this is the thing. Right, okay. I I I think people they overrate this completely. Yes. It's, it's, look, all of these things are just narrative functions to work exactly. on the audience. It's not about. If it's you, not fucking real. If you yeah, <laughs> no, no, even if it is real, okay. Well, you haven't blown out the guy's knee with Tory's ligaments up because he's gonna be wrestling. That's okay. So what's happened? We're it's it's like banging your knee, getting off a bus or something. It fucking hurts for a while, and if someone keeps kicking it, it's gonna hurt. Eventually, you can walk on it and do stuff. Kick it again; it might feel a bit dodgy again. It's like the people who get really hung up on it are like guys who've never had like have done any physical sport and got yeah. hurt themselves. And it's like it's done because yes, you work in the body part. Then that, that's the body part. In a computer game, if you work a body part, that's into the whole time. No, 
knows? If you actually get hurt playing a real sport, it may sting for a while. You debilitate for a while. Then you, you kind of you can can work it off, run it off. And so this emphasis that's put on it is, is oh, naive yeah. for me. Th- th- this this is this is tying back to the Luke Edwards's uh, dig on Nakamura during the Nakamura Joe match. Went for the, the leg being the subject of the uh, of the of Joe's attack, but then he's doing his, his offense anyway. But it's the thing of and and granted, it's Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels, man who's uh, opinion on how to have a good match. It's someone I uh, you know actually have some stock in. Does say that the great thing about wrestling is it makes the sense you make it. So the whole thing with this is that if the crowd buys it live, then it works. It's what works and what doesn't. That's, that's, what, that's what wrestling is. And and so, yeah, the, the body part stuff doesn't bother me so much. Getting back to O'Reilly and uh, and Cole, where we originally were here, I thought that uh, they, they were trying to do a, a ROH world title level match in not ROH world title level time. So I thought that they were trying to you know, a lot of dramatic selling and stuff like that, uh, which didn't really connect. And the, you could tell the crowd didn't really give two shits about this match either, which hurt it. But uh, so I'll give them a bit of a mulligan in that regard. But uh, yeah, I think G, you're going to kind of echo the sentiments of just a match on the card and let's get past care. it. Yeah, <laughs> don't care. Yeah, not- it was a guy in black tra- black tights and black boots fighting another guy in black tights and black boots, and neither one of them was stone cold. So I think it was fucking shit. About <laughs> it was generic Ring of Honor cookie cutter crap. But okay, let's not. Bury people wearing just black boots and, and black trunks just yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And yeah. that's rowback number two for the podcast from G. John Chase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move now then to uh, the three-way tag team match, which was the, uh, the combination of Toru Yano, G, your favourite wrestler, and uh, Tomohiro Ishii going up against the what? Gorillas of Destiny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- just think about that for a moment. The as name. well as GBH, Hummer and uh, think of the name, Maccabi. The Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, I, 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 I know, I know the initial what, what, what the fuck is that? Gorillas of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit name. Yeah, it is pretty wank, isn't it? It's just easy to get away with it. Yeah, you do. They're, 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 hey, there's another team in this called Great Bash Heel. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's, let's not get carried yeah, away. I, I, I prefer yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and when your NXT tag champs are called DIY, you know, let's not get too hung up on the names here. Oh, by the way, Bullet Club members 10 and 11 for the show. <laughs> um, Should I get a, a, a good and sound? <laughs> and, and, and every time. <laughs> And so far, yeah. just a point on the Bullet Club, all of these people so far lose. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot more of the uh, sort of comedy shtick you get from the commentary team on this as well. Steve Carino just loses at one point; he can't stop laughing yeah. just because of the amount of swearing coming from yeah. the Grizz. Yeah. yeah, which just I don't know, <laughs> kind of put put me back a bit. There's a, just the, the constant reference to you know motherfucker, oh, <laughs> just motherfucker. just so constant. God, this is quite a gym. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. In that pro wrestling card. Oh, it certainly is not. This is this is not uh, Shirley Crabtree's World of Sport. Or Alex Shane's for that matter. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, it's funny that the two things that stuck out in my mind were the swearing mm-hmm. and generally just the idea that, uh, to me at least, Honma was more over than anyone else in the match. Yeah, I'm fucking right. And the reason why is because Honma is fucking awesome. Yeah, him like, and Ishii, I was so yeah. sad that they were stuck in that. I, so was I. I mean, uh, the fact that I don't give a flying shit about Tanatonga or whoever the other fucker is as well. Camacho, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Who, by the way, granted, again, this, it's, it's Another faint, Juice Robinson. <laughs> faint praise, but man, he is so much better than he used to be. And he's average, don't get me wrong. I'm not giving him praise, well, but I'm, I'm so glad he's managed to go from bad to average. Yeah. Well done to you. 
I am. Pays off. I am. I'm talking to him. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was annoyed on this match by multiple levels. Not just the fact that this is where they decided to put Honma and Ishii when they could have just put again. I'm going to state it. They could have just done a Honma Ishii match, which would have been fucking awesome. But the the annoying factor of so they have these two losers as tag champs. And then they decide to actually do... They do the uh, the tag team tournament thing, whatever they called it, yep. this year. And so GBH win. And i I got to say, against the things I've always said about uh, uh, Togi, I actually prefer him more in a tag team Oh, he's aspect. way better in a team. He's way better in a team, particularly when his partner is the is the fantastic Honma. And so um, <laughs> I just thought, right, so this is an obvious thing. This kind of a little bit like uh, with uh, Shibata and Goto the previous year. That this this team of two established guys will go over, but hopefully this time they'll actually last more than one title defense. Great booking from last year. <laughs> um, and then so it's like, okay, this is going to be Honma's moment. Okay, this Honma's going to win a belt. This is fucking fantastic. And then they insert Yano and Ishi in there, and it's just like, now I know where this is going to go because they're they're doing this angle where even GBH and and uh, the Gorillas are teaming up because they don't want these two in there because they just walked in. Hmm. They they GBH had to win a fucking tournament to get into this match. Yano and Ishii just walked in, and what was doubly like just fucked me off even more from them uh, stealing Honma's moment of winning a belt finally <laughs> at the dome is is the fact that um who who won the belts in the end? Oh Ishii and Yano who. Ishii and Yano. You sure? Yeah. Pretty soon it's just Yano. Oh, with because the finish, yeah. they didn't fucking acknowledge Ishii at all in that. <laughs> I mean, Ishii even gave him the second belt. He's walking along with both belts and both things, and Ishii just walks off. And you say, ah, oh, that's kind of Ishii what Ishii does. You know, he walks off and stuff. But yeah, still walk off with the tag title he just won. No, it was all about Yano. Mm. Yano was the one that got into the match. Yano was the one that screwed everyone over and won the belts. Ishii was a fucking second thought, and that pissed me off. You pissed me Might off. So. By not, you pissed me off by not putting Honma over, and you pissed me off by putting Ishii in a match. And then when he wins the belt, they don't even acknowledge that he was in the match at all. I, I just assumed that uh, Jado oh, is it Gedo and Jado? Yeah. Um, are just big fans of uh, Slater and Rhino as a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said. Apart from Ishii's a great man, and so is Honma. Yes. Honma. Honma. That's why they deserve better. They do deserve they better. Deserve so uh, much it's, better. It's it's almost so reluctant of any real substance. I know, and it does feel like they love Yano, and they're so happy to have him back from nowhere now, and it's like. Oh. I'm not a big Yano fan, to be honest. He, he is one of those you've seen his act once. It is amusing, but then when you see it again for years, he's the guy you put in this match. Yeah, he's the guy you put in the battle royal. Yeah, he's tailor made for battle royal. And he comes. Kishi and Honma as a fucking tag team. All right, so the show then takes a drastic pickup as uh, Kashida oh, defends the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Hiromu Takahashi, formerly Kamatachi, a uh, member of Los Ingobernables de Japan. Uh, and a title change here, and I I really like this match. This match was cracking. Yeah, I love this match. Uh, really impressed with Kushida. Um, he's, uh, and I'm glad, because I think that he's so underrated. I thought he looked great. He's um, fantastic. Takahashi rubbed me the wrong way when he dropped him on his fucking head, though. That was just, I was disgusted oh, by that. Yeah. That's, just, that's sloppy bullshit. Yeah, yeah fuck that noise. But um, yeah, really got and he got fantastic by the end. Loved uh, the flying armbar on the floor. Yeah, I, when, when, yeah. when they really, that to me really turned out. Again, there was a, another spot where um, Takahashi came off the top rope going for Hurricane Mar to the floor, and they they fluffed that oh, as well. Oh, yeah, that's straight after the head spot thing, wasn't it? Yeah, straight after the point. head spot, and then he went to the top to do a senton to the floor and oh. pretty much missed him and just hit yeah. the ground. Oh, <laughs> and, and he did the thing, and, I, and I've, I've actually physically done this before, where you take a, a, a fall from very high and you land on your back, and it hurts your inside so much that you get onto your hands and knees and ball up. 
he did the same thing. He's like, that fucking killed. Yeah. You can tell that yeah. fucking killed. But yeah. But, but and that's the, obviously leads to the spot. Takashi's coming off the apron. Kushida catches him in the armbar coming down on the on the floor, which is just awesome. And I thought the match picked up from there because as soon as the focus is obviously he's trying to get the Kimura, the hoverboard lock, yeah. and then uh, and he just he, he can't get he can't get he can't tap him out. He finally extends the arm behind his back. The crowd's going crazy. Yeah, eating it up. They it's are. Really they were eating it up. And I thought this match ended up being terrific. It was. I mean, it really. It was so close to losing me. That little sequence when he obviously dropped him on, the, on his head. They fuck up the the, 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 the spot, and then he dies on the outside, which is like this. Takashi, oh, you're rubbing me the wrong way, son. You've nearly, you've nearly lost me, but by the end, it was it was great. Yeah. Great stuff. There's a lot he does that is very good, and he did win me over here. Yeah, an awful lot of what I sort of thought of as, as high impact early on, obviously kicking off with the, the, the sunset bomb. Mm. And, you know, plenty of bits during this match, you mentioned the sentence the outside, that just had me wincing watching it. But I, I liked... I like the sort of the, the element of the story f- going from the sunset bomb forward to that sense of of the valiant babyface fighting from underneath almost, you know, trying to build his comeback. And then as you say, it builds from when he catches him with the armbar and it's, it's more back and forth. And there's great drama for the near falls, what I think is going to be the submission. A really enjoyable match. Um, but yeah, Tak- Takahashi is an interesting one. I, it strikes me as a unique look. A unique look, but he, I'm thinking more in terms of I'm thinking well, it's Johnny Nitro, sort of yeah. CM Punk elements of sloppiness, which I'm curious to see going forward. But uh, but yeah, on, on the whole, a, a really a really good match. Obviously, the, the crowd loved it, and again another title change. But I think it was number five for the show. Yeah, it's less than the Bullet Club members. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was around this point that when they were so close to losing me, it was Korean on commentary as well. So yeah. It, oh, and Again, I, I didn't have that setback. Yeah. The, 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 the Korean's commentary is that they... The, you don't know what they're saying. <laughs> well, there's that, but the, the energy is almost yeah. incomplete sync with the audience, which yeah. I love about Japanese yeah. commentary. Their enthusiasm is completely in sync with, with the level of the audience. And as the audience... Is, and again, it's that thing of... And I know that people love this style, but the difference between an, like an Osprey match or a, a Ricochet match from a drama perspective in the, in the last five minutes of this match yeah. I thought it was so striking to oh, me yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's, it's an apples to oranges comparison isn't it but I j- just Kieran just quickly because you mentioned about um, about Karina I'm sorry dropped a few digs in here yeah. during the podcast I'd always been told or sort of heard whether it be through old Big Dave who we'll get to later or a few other podcast things that Karina is meant to be pretty good on commentary I by this point I am very underwhelmed and, and irritated. I was, yeah. And I just wondered if people had, had heard other bits of his commentary and can tell me that he's sometimes a bit different or whether or not this is sort of the what I'll call the Steve Carino experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, personally, I thought he was very variable. I thought he was passable at times, fine at times. A lot of the time, that, yeah, the fan wank stuff annoyed me. He tried to put in a wrestler's logic to, at certain points, which I, I liked. Just, you know, that, yeah, he does that a lot in Ring of Honor, and that's, yeah. I do like that. Um, I mean, it does the comment. I mean, it just in isolation, what can <coughs> nearly push me over the edge of this match, which is a testament to how good it was going home. But okay, so he, fu- he drops him on his head, and Korean and nonchalantly goes, "Oh, when he's having net fusion surgery in ten years' time, we would look back to that." And he's like, "Fuck you, that's bullshit, you fucking scarface motherfucker." <laughs> Like you don't have to fucking require surgery to have a good match. It's, it just really, anno- really annoyed me. There's, there's, you know, there's a fine line, but by the end, goddamn it. So yeah, they want me back. So fantastic. Mm. Um, just uh, on, on the comment of the commentary, um, I I wasn't picking up on all the individual things so much as as you guys were. I was I was I was 
as I said, kind of, kind of concentrating on, on the crowd reactions to kind of see like how, how they're doing it. So I only ever picked up little bits of the commentary here and there. I thought, in my personal opinion, from the bits that I heard, was I thought they were the commentary team was better in the last four matches than they were the rest of the show. Um, just the bits I heard, they, they, they made a bit more of an effort, it seems. Um, in total, this, this match... This match was so fucking needed because up until this point for me, I thought this show was distinctly average. And I, oh, yeah. I already mentioned, I already had issues with a lot of booking of wrestlers that I liked. Thank God this match came along. Because, and, and the weirdest thing was, of, the, of these four main matches that we're going into now, this is the one I came in most cold in. Because the other three matches, I know the participants, I know the history, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this match... Hiromu Takahashi's yeah, cold to you. I have no yeah. idea who the, guy, who the hell this guy is. And Kushida, I liked him, but I wasn't high on him. I thought, okay, he's a good tag team wrestler, Alex Shelley, and okay, they haven't got Devitt, they haven't got Omega in, in, in the junior uh, title scene anymore, so he's going to be there, and he's going to be there for a while, good for him. That's the level he's always going to be at. This match completely changed my perspective of him. I don't know whether this has just happened now, or whether this has been progressing no, it's over been, the year. It, yeah, he's, he's had, he's had, a, he's had a very good 18 months. Okay. He, had, he had some great shins in the year, the yeah. best of Super Juniors. He's, again, again, him and Kyle O'Reilly have had some really, really yeah. good matches, but cool. it's it's yeah. come during a time when just, general interest over last year yeah. has been a rebuilding stage and no one's really yeah. been looking at Kushida there's um, just little things I am a man of detail and stuff like that just little things like Kushida not wearing the shorts anymore they kind mm. of like he has a change of attire he's now wearing the white tights and stuff uh, the look was a lot better for him uh, I, I liked uh, uh, Takahashi's look yeah it does look like he's raided uh, Johnny Mondo's uh, wardrobe <laughs> maybe borrowed some gear from uh, the Bucks as well starting some Viagra yeah but I, I, I like the look and, and, and the thing is what, what I kind of saw here and I'm going to use like a long range kind of comparison here but like what I kind of saw from both of them is like Kashida's kind of like on a almost like a Tanahashi Nakamura kind of development level at the moment where like he's like those two guys it, they didn't just get it straight away there was like a slow progression you know they changed their looks every now and again what their characteristics were until they finally got there I think we're seeing that with Kashida I think he's developing and he's developing at a good rate and I think he's going to be something actually special um, with Takahashi, I think he's more like the Okada effect, where like he was just this bland, black trunks, black boots kind of guy, and he goes away, and then suddenly comes back with a new colourful gimmick, and it's like there's potentially money behind this gimmick. Mm. Now I don't necessarily think he's going to be uh, an Okada, but and there for was this division, some, he yeah, may end up being. And, there, and, and yeah, and there was some sloppiness in the ring. I do agree. Um, I'll, I will now try and think for the best and think that was maybe nerves or just like just it just happened. You know, sometimes just stuff Shit like happens. that happens. Yeah, we'll see how he goes on from the performance aspect from there. But in terms of the match, this match just got me straight away. Uh, e even with some of the sloppiness, it just came across like these two were fucking trying to kill each other. And uh, and almost themselves as well, uh, trying to do these moves. And I thought Kushida was was fantastic in this. Like he really made me think like, okay. And, and, and this is when when they were mentioned about like, oh, you know, Yoshihashi is going to be his year and stuff. I was like, no, it's, this might be, if they do it right, this might be these two guys' year. It'll be the year for the junior heavyweights, I think. Yeah, is what, is I think Kashid like. and Takahashi are going to have a good year. I would like to see them progress more. And I think it, it might, it, the fact that they need to they need to build up characters and they seem in that they are reluctant to do anything with like the Ishis and Honmas, I see maybe not this year, but maybe next year, those two are going to get elevated up. They're going to be not completely the Kenny Omega uh, push, but they're going to be moved up. I think it, dep it depends. I, I think because I think they can with those guys and Dragon Lee, who's in apparently, and some yeah. of the guys they've got. Mm. I think that they could really elevate the stock yeah. of this whole division this yeah. year. I think that's that's. Mm. I, I think that their stock yeah. will rise with the division 
I, I, I think the, the, the uh, potential for that. I think these two should have a series for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I hope so because I thought I thought Kushida was absolutely fantastic. You mentioned the armbar spot, which I which I popped for. Um, I like Takashi even with with some of the botches and stuff that fucking sent onto the outside. That was that was hard to watch. I don't want to see him do that again. Um, oh, he does stuff like that a but, lot. But <laughs> but you know he does. Uh, you know the the guy's got a good sense of he's got a good amount of charisma to him you know like licking the belt and stuff like that's just going to yeah, very anyway. unique charisma very unique charisma and a good counterpoint to Kashido, i think who's very kind of like straight laced yeah. and he's like this kind of like very quirky uh, kind of character i i just thoroughly enjoyed this match and by the end i was with the audience on this just thinking like where's this going to go i think the right person went over totally. and what we're going to see like uh, uh, with all these these last four matches even in defeat all the losers came out looking fantastic in this for me mm. as long with the winners uh, Kushida did not look poor losing this he just looked fucking fantastic and I thought watching that match I thought they kept mentioning fucking Yoshihashi and Big Fat Fuck Fail or whatever all these other guys oh it's going to be there yeah I thought no it's going to be these two guys like how Omega Naito last year got elevated up I think these two are going to get eleva- elevated up these two are like the future they're going to be pushed up may not necessarily be immediately in the world title scene but I can certainly see them in the Intercontinental or the Never Open title whatever I, I was just thoroughly impressed by both these guys. I thought they put in the great. I want to say it's the greatest match in the world. I'd probably give it like a B minus or something like that. But they're certainly getting an oh, A. That's, that's but, harsh. But, I, thought it was, I thought it was very good. But, but I thought I'd give them A star for fucking effort because you could just see these guys were just they were fucking killing themselves out there. Yeah, very very wacky finisher here. The time bomb from attack from Takahashi to wrap it up. Yeah. But yeah, new new champion. I think uh, yeah. positive things onwards and upwards. Really, really interested in that division because of him. He's such an interesting character now that I'm actually for the first time in a long time I'm interested in I that. I think the belt. Steph, yeah, again, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Osprey, but I think yeah, when you get him and Ricochet and those guys in there, I think it's gonna be an interesting uh, balance with these different if, characters. If, if they can rein in their bullshit, if yeah. they can rein in the bullshit. Moving now to the never open title match. It is uh, Hiroki Goto winning. Beating Katsuyori Shibata. Shibata is one of my favourites in fucking New Japan. Fucking love, love Shibata. I love Shibata. You won't see this guy fucking put his foot around slapping his leg on his kicks and elbows, yeah. which is another thing that no, fucking drives fucking me nuts. People. He goes for it. And, uh, and and by the way, having said that, he looked like a mummy walking down with all these bandages all over his leg oh, and shoulder man, and neck so and elbows. Like this guy's, this guy's battered and beaten to fuck. And this is one of those things where it's like, I don't... It must be a personality thing backstage or something. I don't understand why Shibata is just always at the same level I couldn't believe this I was like okay first of all I've seen this match probably a million times before exactly. I don't even watch New Japan very often <laughs> you could tell that from the crowd reaction as soon yeah. as the you know, it, it's, I don't want to say it's akin to the, this is awesome sort of bit before a match even starts but the bell goes and again you hear it in the crowd the rise, they're, 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 rise they're, they're up before anything's happened because of the history because of what yeah. they've seen you know they're, they're sort of you know, almost frothing at the mouth with anticipation of what they're about to see and you know we've got to talk positively here about someone who wears black tights yes black boots whose nickname is his nickname is the wrestler yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's great um he also what's the dude's the character the dude from uh it's always sunny in philadelphia oh, he's he's always reminds me of him anyway um he's, you know oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. so you know handsome he never ages. No, but apart from his, well, his face doesn't. His body's just breaking down because he's just. But he's fantastic. Just the style. Is, I love his style, um, and he's got that unique charisma because of the his gimmicks over because of his history of what he's done because his body's fallen apart. He doesn't really have to do a lot. He is what he is. He's, he's legit. And I was because since I watched this match after like, the, the the final two matches of the show, I'm the exact. I'm thinking, why is this guy not in a world title picture? Yeah, I've thought that for like two years well, now. I can it's it's one of those where you see it's an example of sort of the how can I put it 
you can ap- appreciate the frustration of Nakamura in in the way in which you sort of view Shibata, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, in that yeah, way, absolutely. I'm always going to be the intercontinental guy. I'm never going to be above this. I deserve the chance to be above this. Okay, fine. I'm going to go elsewhere. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen with, with Shibata by any means, but you can sort of see it's a similar sort of it, it's a similar sort of theme, isn't it, with him? Where you think, God, the guy's just almost stuck in this. Not he's not going anywhere, and he's so deserving of a you know the chance to fail. If you if you're going to fail, you know at least be given the opportunity in the first instance. A few things to point out with, with this match. I'm not, I'm not actually going to say anything about the actual match itself, the moves going into it, because it's 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 Goto versus Shibata. You know what you get. You know what you're going to get. It's it's fantastic. I don't need to tell you anything. There's headbutts. There's there's kicks. There's bits where they're no selling. There's bits where they're hitting each other. Uh, uh, there, it's, uh, there's even like a great little moment. There's there's one. This is one of the few little moments in the commentary which are good. Where they turn around and they said. Uh, the stats for these guys so far, where they face each other, is that they they they've won. Yeah, Dodge fucking Carino match. They they won. Yeah, they won. They won two, and then they've lost two each, and then they've actually uh, drawn. They've actually it's two two and two. And he goes, those two aren't draws. They're two uh, from when they've knocked each other out. So they turn around and say, statistically, they're just as likely to knock each other out as winning the match. That's, well, they're not. That's statistically <laughs> inaccurate. Yeah, <laughs> but it just made me laugh just the thought of it. But. This uh, the, the match itself Jeez. is great, but the, thing, the, the <laughs> things that uh, the things that I want to point out on this match was um, was just one. I, I mentioned this to you before we started the podcast. I thought this was lazy booking in in the nicest way possible because in in the good way because I thought I thought it was I thought it was lazy just because it was just like it just came across like they said, well, what do we do with these two? Ah, oh, we wrestle each other because they wrestled each other so many times before. It didn't feel like particularly inspirational. But when I say like it's lazy booking in the nicest sense, it's like at least they went back on something. You know, they weren't just um, they didn't just book a shit match out anyway. They they actually um, they actually did lazy booking in the white way, but actually giving us a match that we know is guaranteed to sell to us. The other thing, the one thing that did actually annoy me uh, with the commentary on this is they kept saying about like how Goto has never won the big one. And I was like, they're right. He never has. He's never won the world title. He even won the G. Famously, he's the first person to win the G1 climax and not win the belt from the title shot. And I said, no, he's never won the big one. They then keep mentioning about like when he wins the the open title. He goes, he's finally done it. He's finally won the big one. And that pissed me off. I said, when has the never open championship ever been the big one? No, I go, is that the big one? Come on, is that the, is, is that the big one? No, I go, so, 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 is that, so that, that's not, it. so, that's, so, that's, so that's not as big then as when he won the G1 Climax or it's not as big as when he won the, the more, uh, with the better heritage tag titles last year or the Intercontinental. Or, or the intercontinental yeah. When he's actually won much more prestigious belts than this, they were trying to make, they were trying to tell a story of the fact that he's never won the big one, which is correct, but trying to like, like, this is it. Pritz stick it onto onto the fucking never open tile, which did not work at all. It's a meaningless belt. I, I okay, I'm gonna have to say I think there's semantic discombobulation there because for me they were selling the story that when in the big match on on the new on the, the, the Tokyo Dome show he fails. I don't know if that's true or not. He but he won last year. Well, in that case, yeah, it completely yeah, makes bullshit. makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, that's that's why. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind <laughs> of in line with you. I, I yeah, thought that trying, I don't to, know. trying to shoehorn. The victory, and granted, I didn't hear the commentary, so I'm I'm, I'm no, probably the worst person to say this. But if if Carino said winning the belt is the big one, then yeah, that is no. Dodgy. It was the whole story of the match from it was that he chokes in big when the press in big in pressure situations he chokes and uh, never follows through, and, that, and they pushed it all the way through. And it was this so that these two guys, they you know they're, they're friends, the history. Uh, look at he Shibata puts his body on the line, it's just fighting, blah blah, and that's the difference. Goto maybe he he, he, he co- going out of the way to tell this story. It's like for me, it was like because they've. 
I assume they fought so many times before. It's like we've got to come up with something different. Yeah, and forced. and, and when they're talking about that, it was telegraphed the, the title change, which is also like, well, that's a shame because I wanted Shibata to win. Fuck this guy, he's a loser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's, it was like a forced story <laughs> to it, but <laughs> uh, also just um, you know because they're they're talking about like oh, I hope this is you know a lot of uh, people that I was uh, reading about who doing reviews are hoping that this is like you know Shabbat is going to get moved up now this like thing like you know they pass the belt over to Goto so now he's going to just meander with it now and and Shabbat gets called up I I don't think that's going to happen I want it to because I really I really like Shabbat I think he's of of the kind of more like strong style guys I think he's the best one he's the one that sells that aspect the most mm. I think in, in, in the top frame where you have the charismatic guys like the Okadas and the Tanahashis and so on you need a Shabbat in there who's just more kind of grounded and has that kind of uh uh, type of wrestling to him I, I I don't know whether this is true or not but I, I, was, I was kind of reading like somewhere as to why because it amuses me why Shabata has been at this current level ever since he's come back and I was reading somewhere whether whether it's true or not so don't hold me to it they're, they're stating about the fact that um, there's there's still this kind of resentment towards Shabata due to the fact that back when New Japan was in the shit because Noah was dominating and I think all Japan was doing okay but New Japan was fucking just abysmal they had like three guys that they were like putting all their investment into three young bucks right so it was Tanahashi Nakamura, Nakamura and Shibata. Shibata and they kind of did a whole lot of stupid shit with them where they tried to put them in some kind of mixed MMA matches or whatever and to, to which they did they did with everybody which they did always fail which yeah to really, really bad results even Shibata himself and uh, basically Shibata not liking the way he was being booked or how they were utilising him decided to leave and he, he did a bit of a Brock Lesnar he went other places he did MMA mixed results there um and so when he came back whilst they were obviously happy to have him back as you know they needed the bodies and they needed like talented guys and he is a fucking hell of a talented wrestler there's been this resentment within the company ever since that they that he abandoned them when they most needed him when the company was really struggling they were going to put their investment in three guys that they were going to try and push to the limits to make them the new draws and he just walked out on them and that's why they haven't gone all the way with him. That's why he's only Tanahashi won. particularly isn't a fan. Yeah, and that's why he's only this is this is the biggest belt he's won so far. Uh, that and the tag belts. That's, that's the biggest belt. And they said he will never get to that top league because of this resentment they have towards him because they think we can't trust you because you bail on us mm. on the first opportunity. And I was like, fuck me. So it's like you know, like the Japanese, like they they're all about paying their dues, but it seems like they want him to pay ten times the amount of dues. Like he's gonna have to wait so fucking long. And it's like as you saw with the bandaged arm and the knees and everything this guy doesn't have long at the rate he's wrestling they need to utilise him now and they need to fucking swallow this stupid pride that they have mm. and just use this guy and forgive and forget he's been there he's fucking killing himself out there you can see it by how much he's wrapped up just fucking push the guy Go for push it. the guy while you have him Very, I'll tell you what I will say I was, anyway. I was surprised that the I, actually, I quite like the finish of the match too with the kind of double, and I didn't think there was the move oh, the kind of the the arm over the knee final cut onto the knee kind of thing he's, like, he's done that yeah. th- th- he's done a version of that for years and yeah. that never really I always yeah. think it looks kind of shit to be honest but I thought it looked great here <laughs> like he took his head off yeah. <laughs> it was great on the, on the no selling which we mentioned earlier yeah I want you to get to this there's a lot of it throughout the show in very, it's in New Japan it's that thing where it's the, the simulated the, the, the bravado the man upness okay I'm going to let you hit me yeah. and it's fine because it's in the context of he's not just standing there and he's getting hit it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's you know that that's it's a it's a bravado challenge. Come on, then, motherfucker. Let's see what you got. 
other matches it's like it's at a place at certain points it's like the match for me the flow of matches breaks down sometimes what happens but with Shibata and Goto particularly because it's Shibata it's completely fucking natural that mm-hmm. he does it in his matches because it's like the guy is fucking broken down anyway he's stylistically it fits but he's broken down it's like this is a guy he will say come on then let's yeah. see what you got and then I'm going to hit you back and let's see let's see how you can go and it's, it, for me it's it, it completely fits the character, the match style, the, the stylistically it fits. Yeah. So I, I, it's I mean, not like it, it's not like it, you know, it takes it and never registers anything. It's like he, the, the guy sells. Yeah. It's, he sells and oh, yeah. he sells and spurts when it's time to sell. But when it's time to do that spot, and he's the only one where I yeah. really like it. The whole come on, let's see what you've got. It's like, yeah. and look at the guy. It's like, and he can get away because of the, the background. Yeah. So I, that's it. With the other guys, it's like I get the spot. I get the, it's it's fine, but it's still the flow of the match. It's, it's yeah. most normally it's like it seems forced in there to do a spot. Cause it's a cool yeah. spot to do. But with him, it's completely natural it makes perfect yeah. sense oh, yes. I, yeah, I, 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 I think when like like Tanahashi's and Okada's do that I don't quite like it but I think Shibata definitely can do it and I, I'll also give a bit of leeway to to the Ishii and, and Goto and, and Honma doing it as well I think that, that those wrestlers that have that type of characteristic wrestling I think could do those spots within reason not like do it all the time but when you see like Naito trying to act like tough and so on it's like that's not your shtick your shtick is you, you, you just walk off and don't sell shit yeah. <laughs> you know it's, um, it's, it's a different kind of thing I, I agree with you and now we move along to the top two matches on the show Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Championship I love this match and I love Naito and I love Tanahashi although that music needs to go away and the good one needs to come oh, back yeah. to Tanahashi what the fuck was that about? Cha- changed his music for this show and what a crappy song he's got it now it sucks yeah. yeah and also uh, it's nice to actually see a really good Intercontinental title match oh okay <laughs> nice seeing Intercontinental title be booked Correctly. Hey, Miz is doing all right on well, Yeah, he's doing all right, but I mean, just in general, like last like decade. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Hey, the Isotel in Japan's always been protected very yeah, well, but uh, very well. but yeah. So I, I, I was very uh, the, the progression of Night over the last two years has been <sighs> extremely heartwarming to see, and I loved him here. He's fantastic. But Tanahashi is just fucking superb. Every time I watch Tanahashi in a big match, I just love him more and more. I and more. stand by my statement of whenever it was that if this guy was in the Nakamura spot, he gets over better in the mainstream American public than Naka will. You reckon? On the main roster, yeah. This guy's fuck. I understand. Tanahashi is over Naka, yeah. Um, this guy comes out, and I didn't know the backstory. Mm. And then I see he does this look on his face, and it's like, it's fucking. It's the Cena look. It's this beautiful, knowing master who's won everything. He is the man. He knows the man, but he's, his look's not in right now. And he's kind of. Can he? It's the icy tile. It's not the level it what he was, but it's really fucking important. He wins this. He's very cut, and then and then it's this scene of the US tile. It's like it's not the most important thing he's won, but you know what? Actually, and this was like a two second look he had in, on his face, and uh, this guy is the charisma to connect emotionally with a crowd without wacky gimmicks of the knacker of the, the funky style, which I do love. But I just think to a general audience who's not down with him. He's never seen any either guy before. He's um, he's easier to connect to because he's a, such a wonderful babyface. It's it's more natural, isn't yeah. it, than Nakamura? Right? That's the key to. But, but to to put that that look that you mentioned, that 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 sense of the I don't want to say he's not like old, ready for the glue factor or anything, but it's that it's that sense of the veteran, isn't it? it, it like you mentioned the the Cena point, and it's sort of this and you pick up it although I haven't watched it for a year you, you pick it up from from the video package and it's obviously they're they're telling the redemption I'm just I'm fascinated by where they go it's a sense of it's almost supposed to be like a sort of a a redemption story of proving he's he's still got it he's still up there he can still hang with everyone and then he loses this match 
So I am really intrigued to see where this goes. It's, and it's from the start. The, the first the story. Break. The story is wonderful. Carl and well, Before we get to that, before okay. we get to, I do want to mention that. But I love, I love the shtick anyway. Early when when that when Naito doesn't even want to lock up. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the stuff yeah. like that is, just, and that's that's just Naito's bag. He's been yeah. doing that for a while, yeah. but it's just it's so good. And, and Tanahashi's just kind of reserved look that he would give. And just, again, even and we had this before, but when the bell rang in this match and people pissed their pants immediately before yeah. we even got to the first yeah. tease of a lock up. It's like this is a match that everybody knows is important and that and again i can't stay in a how excited i am for naito to be mm. clearly now in the yeah. top four because he's yeah, been struggling to get in the top four for ages mm-hmm. and now he's there the lij merch was apparently through the roof on this show which is yeah. encouraging and it's they cool. and they all went over the, on this show yeah. so because the lij look cool like bullet club don't this is they, oh, they, you wear, you black never been cool black, black and white well done to you but like the lij they look absolutely awesome and what i loved about this match when saying about how the intercontinental's booked so well uh, consistently, which you, you thank Nakamura for for that for laying the yeah. foundations to it. What I loved was the fact that they they were basing the story off what's happened before, and this is the thing where like they rep- they referencing someone that happened like two or three years ago, which is something that you rarely see in WWE. Yeah, I, lo- I love they cycle. do that in New Japan. Yeah, and said, yeah. oh, you remember that WrestleMania where where Naito was on a push back then, mm. and you guys, the audience, you oh, fucking yeah. turned on the him, and Tanahashi took his spot, and he's pissed off. But now. And um, and they turn around saying, but now, you know, because uh, you know, rather than actually having the main event, Naito is now actually going to be fighting the guy who denied him his first main event, and that's going to be so much more satisfying to beat that guy rather than necessarily being the main event again. And I just thought, like, having that backstory to it was just was elevated. What was already going to be, a, even if they didn't acknowledge any of that backstory, the match was still going to be fantastic and they'll come up with something. But having that story just gave it so much more gravitas and um when we mentioned with Tanahashi everything you guys said I absolutely agree with he's just uh you know Okada is the guy in the company now but as I said like Tanahashi's still gonna be that John Cena or the Shawn Michaels guy you know the guy who's just gonna be so critical to uh pushing uh the brand uh <laughs> you know for it's you know what the expansion that they want to do in New Japan but Naito, because uh, Tanahashi always expect a, a greatness from him. Naito, just as you said, uh, the ladder he's climbed in the last couple of years has been absolutely phenomenal. He's he's finally gotten to where he deserves to be because he's always been good. He's he always just, been, he he been a great wrestler, yeah, but he just the didn't kind, have that thing. No, it's like he, he was, for lack of a better term, he was Tanahashi light to yeah, me. He's yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. as a babyface, he's, he's going for the same thing that Tanahashi's, but Tanahashi is fucking exceptional right. and you can't be better than him at that. So you have to be something different. Yeah. It took Naito a while to find it and he found yeah. it and now he's brilliant. I just, I just love this he doesn't give a fuck anymore <laughs> and I just love that it's, it's not just necessarily like in a cool way he just generally oh, doesn't is. give a fuck oh he looks <laughs> cool exactly it, it, it looks cool but like he's not doing it to be cool he just doesn't give a fuck anymore oh, and, he kind of become, and he becomes cool because of it Yeah, yeah. Rather, rather than he's trying to be cool like the bullet club but like, oh, we're cool we're cool it's like no Naito is cool because he doesn't give a fuck mm. anymore about anything and just little moments like when uh, you know he, he goes to do the dive to the outside but Tanahashi moves so he bounces off rolls over ring, rolls His into pose. The fucking pose on the floor and I was like this guy can do no wrong anymore <laughs> okay. this guy's brilliant before we get to that stuff and the crux of the match there was one spot earlier that Kieran oh, me and you both loved on the locker I loved this I texted you and said this is the greatest thing of all time yeah was it the, was it the, was the first locker it was the first one he finally, finally got him Tan- he finally got him he's, he's, he's cornered him he, he, he pushes uh, uh, Naito into the, into the corner oh, and they press it oh, we're going to have a clean break and it's a slow 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 Boom! Body shot by Tanahashi. And the crowd. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. It's like, it starts off with this murmur. Oh, 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 oh
The people are happy. What are the people seeing? No, it's not even just a boo, though. It's the boo with confusion to the registering of shit. This means a lot to this guy that he's going to take a shortcut like this. It's not even a fucking shortcut. He's a, it's a legal blow kind of thing. Okay, it's on the ropes. But still, it's like to have the ultimate baby face do something like that. And it's like, to the people to register. Oh, my God. They know where he's coming from. They know yeah. how important this is. Oh, it was just an absolute thing of beauty. The desperation is palpable. Well, it wasn't even desperation because it was early. It was like... Well, no, but, but I mean, it, 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 maybe desperation is overstating, but it's, it's that sense of... It's the, the length of the... Yeah. yeah, the length it's, he's willing to go to in that sense of, as we say, this is a, supposed to be about redemption for him. You know, so he needs to win this as part of the comeback story. Mm. And it's like, is it... I mean, obviously, not being familiar with the story, I'm not sure, okay, was it was that him kind of not loaning himself, but really realising to beat Naito, he's got to kind of... Stoop to his level, yeah, whatever. Or also nice elements of also elements of, of desperation. Yeah, but he, he's fought lots of heels who would probably yeah. take shortcuts. But the fact he now he, now he's going to do it, it's, like, oh, it's just yeah. a well, lovely the, little ring. And, and, and the commentary, uh, yeah, we've we've not commentary enough during the, the podcast. That, that that's one thing that, that yeah. Carino does touch upon. You know, he's he's having to wrestle Naito's style of match. Mm. But to your point. The storytelling's that good. It's multifaceted, people. <laughs> it's just marvellous. It's, it's, not, it's not even like a... It was the setup to the blows. Like, we are having... He, the, 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 he's breaking clean. He's breaking clean. It's like, he's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. Do I? Should I? Should I? Do I need to? Yeah, I do. Boom! It's oh god, fantastic pro wrestling. Yeah, it, it is brilliant when you got a, a character as established and defined as talent has to do something like that on a show like this. It was so perfect. And that's why even the is that being able to communicate that you know visually mm. tell that story through mannerisms and stuff. It's it's that separates. That's a rare oh, well, skill. That, that separates absolute top guys to guys to guys who are really good and and that and yeah. Tanahashi is he's fantastic what a baby face he is indeed uh, obviously yeah the, the whole uh, theme of the match is working over Tanahashi's knee he's the high fly floor on the floor and looked like he fucking brained him oh fuck I that thought was devastating he was lying on the floor and I thought he is he out is he, is he been knocked yeah, for a loop I thought he's concussion he's got, he's got that kind of glazed looking face but then again that's, that's no, his look he, he had so. nowhere to like tuck his chin to keep his head up because he just completely just, just leveled him on the head he just landed completely on the on the face so he had no way of like keeping that head up so I was generally worried when that happened I was like fuck that that looked like more so than actually did that freaking scent on I was like that looked like it fucking hurt yeah. <laughs> it really looked <laughs> that bad kill. Uh, yeah. there's a spot here that I love when they get back in the ring and, uh, and Naito locks in that he does his little leg lock that he does and then Tana actually yeah. fights 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 to his feet and gets him in the cloverleaf which he teased oh, earlier it, yeah. and that's the segue that for pops him pops big for that yeah it pops big and it's just, it's a cloverleaf that just looks awesome yeah but that's it's the it's the segue the talk. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the segue to, to work on Naito's knee which yeah. leads to a great spot where they're doing the, the, the typical cliche back and forth elbows and it just turns into both and just kicking each other's knee yeah, yeah. repeatedly it's just I love it I love that almost I, like almost bordering on like playground kind of like fight yeah you're just like <laughs> hitting like like giving you a flat tire kind of thing yeah like, it was, you, you know, it was just great. again, again though it's, it's the desperation of just like it, yeah. it's not just the usual go back no any advantage they can get exactly any inch that they can take on the other and I just thought that was a, a tremendous uh, yeah. thing to do in this match again because again the enthusiasm of the crowd the excitement in the air Oh man, thought it was, it was, they, were, they were molten the whole time. They were great. Uh, the high fly flow teasers I thought were excellent, especially when he got his knees up and again he selling the knee yeah. after after he uh, does that. Yeah. And, and a more kind of definitive finish than I was expecting. I was expecting like a back and forth finish, but it wasn't. It was that the, he'd hit the, a kind of a form of the Destino earlier on out of the corner, but not yeah. the full blown thing. He hit a reverse swing in DDT for a 
one of those Kurt Angle near falls that felt like it should have been a four, to be quite honest. Yeah. But uh, it went really well. Picks him up. Destino, one, two, three. And I predicted that Tanahashi was going to win because of their habit of just putting over the established stars at the Dome. And I was very surprised to see Naito win here in, in that way. And, and to stand over him at the end, too. And you bowed it. Then I'm there thinking, is he, is, he, is he leaving? Is he done? Because it was like, it certainly seemed like it was a goodbye yeah. Uh, match. But yeah, it was good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was coming with you. I thought I, thought I was surprised when Naito won because I thought, like, uh, because I, I generally thought Omega uh, was going to win in the main event. I just had this general feeling that he was going to win. So I thought, there's no way they're going to have him and Naito both win in those matches so I thought so obviously the Tanahashi's got to go over then and it's just but I was pleasantly surprised that that Naito not Naito's the one that needs it more than anything as you said like Tanahashi's as you said with the storytelling so good he's in the position now where he can he can suffer some losses now well, this and is it. it doesn't hurt there him. is always another day for Tanahashi to get the redemption yeah yeah. well that's it like I say I said it's, it's the redemption story without the redemption but you have that interesting path you can still go with him now because the self-doubt becomes more prevalent with Tanahashi going forward you can tell that story similarly going the other way with Naito it is his crowding run it's, it's I don't want to call it a relatively decisive win I think it's, it's oh, fair, it's fair. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I, would, I think it's fair to say that and you've maybe I'm reading too much into it but it, it's a sign of the stuck in Naito now that on a show where you had title change after title change after title mm. change he's the one that books the trend yeah. and he does it against Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom 11 at the Dome yeah. mm. unlike Ken Resnick yeah. <laughs> now, 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 that, now that is winning the big one <laughs> yeah much, much more so than the never title yeah. that of course transitions us now to the main event and at this point I was thinking that match is going to be pretty damn tough yeah. to top and <laughs> Omega and Okada, and this is gonna. I'm, I've been waiting I, to talk about this I, match. I, I've, 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 I've been waiting to talk to you about this because I, I, I wanted to talk to you about. I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of it. I, you've, you've buried him every time we talk to him. I've, I've liked him because I've seen him like I, he is what he is. He's entertaining. He's quirky and stuff. But I know that you freaking despised him. So I'm really interested to see what you thought of this match and what you thought of his rise and, and his performance. I did this. think the match was absolutely superb. Uh, <laughs> to me, the match can't be denied. I, However, I, I, but I, I, yeah. I will say, just to answer the Omega question, it's one of those things where my opinion on him and his personality oh didn't change. No. The fucking face when he comes Facials! With oh, the oh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I agree 100%. There is something... Whilst I, whilst I cannot deny how good the match was possibly not six stars we'll get onto that but a great match nonetheless there is something about the way Kenny Omega carries himself that I just can't get behind and it is the facial expression it is this almost it's that caricature sense again and Carino mentions this point at one stage in the match I think it's following um, a suplex I could be wrong where he's talking about the, the oh look Kenny, Kenny Omega's got this glazed over look on his face. Yeah. So, no, that's just how he looks throughout the match. And he constantly does his hokey point out with the mimic gun, with his strange sort of grin. And he looks like a bloody idiot when he's doing it. <laughs> I, I, I agree. It's one, and the things he's. And it, it got less jarring as the match went on and, and it just got going. He stopped doing that stuff. But did, for did the first like half the of the match, the I, I did like that. What the fuck? What? That, that was the worst entrance in the history of pro wrestling. Fuck that. That made Triple H's look good. I thought oh, the oh, no. oh. I'm I'm not gonna say it made Triple H's look good, but no. my god I've, I've got in the, in my notes here, my detailed notes that the Magna you know, the Magna Carta was written in less detail than these, I tell you. Terminator tie in, what the fuck? What but the fuck? I'm not gonna say it made Triple H's look good because it doesn't. <laughs> but 
What? What's the purpose? You, and even the young books banging on the mat to the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that, well, that's bullshit as well. Then <laughs> <laughs> there's no real reason why, other than like uh, again, I, I, I didn't hate it because because they'd done it before. So, okay, a Terminator tie-in, mm. fine. They do the video. It is what it is. <laughs> no, Liam, I'm not having that. I thought that was bullshit. Funny. This was WrestleMania. Funny. You'd fucking shit all yeah, over. Yeah, that's that. true. Shit all over. Like you deserve it. John, it was a rinky dink version of a bullshit WWE bullshit entrance with a fucking fucking al- aluminium plate cutting off as a fucking face mask uh, a fucking rinky dink video which I could have knocked up myself better <laughs> fuck that shit his face was a shit that said the match was fucking amazing I, yeah. and, it's one, the match? and yeah. it was one of those things it's one of those things where as I'm watching this match I think I actually said aloud I, there's always that part of me that's never gonna be able to click with Omega the way he is the yeah. hoke the ham yeah. it's just and again it's it's what he is you know if it's not for everybody he's Marmite but god this guy worked his bollocks he off wrote, nah, he worked nah, his nah, bollocks nah, off nah, nah, you see we, we, we mock about the, the six star and stuff I, I gave I gave you know Kushida and so on a star but there isn't even anything on I gave Kushida like an A star for F and so on there isn't even like a beyond rating system for how much these two fucking tried it was off the hook. I like, I, I can, I can, I can see why uh, you, you don't like um, uh, Omega's expression. I don't, I don't say I like him, but it doesn't bother me anywhere near as much as it seems some people. What I just got in this is so many people were putting over Omega after this match uh, was finished uh, on the internet and so on, and uh, not enough was given towards Okada, who was just. I thought he held he, the he's, 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 he's the fucking man. As I said, I was like, it's, 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 it's nice to see that everyone's finally getting to where the mass people, I'm not talking about the people around the table, but the mass people finally getting to where I have been for the last several years on yeah, this guy, but, but, this but, guy but, is the fucking but, man. But, but be honest, G, doesn't it rankle you somewhat when some people say, comes like, oh, this Okada's, he, he's, he's good now, isn't he? It's like, he's been great he's for been years. He's been great for years, man, because he learned from Tanahashi. <laughs> but, but, he learned from the fucking best. Have you not watched their fucking series? No, but no I do, they haven't. They're fucking idiots. idiots. But, but, but I do think in, in some circles, uh, where you mention about people sort of, overtly praising Omega more than Okada I think in some circles it, it's that sense of expectations with some people it is expected of Okada so for yeah. that reason alone the praise isn't going to be as forthcoming whereas with Omega there are reservations I think because of those reservations when something like this happens mm. people will go further with their praise because it's a bit more unexpected just, just a theory I, 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 I can see I can see what you mean by that it's expected of, of Okada but at the same time you know if you if you if you're to really kind of believe in the stories as real and so on it's just you know this is his first time being at Wrestle Kingdom being the guy now he, you know he beats Tanahashi last year right he's now finally. he is finally yeah thank God and and he's now finally the guy and this is the first time this is this is why of all the matches I was fascinated at the potential of who was going to win on this because I couldn't call it and I thought it was going to be a good or a good and bad either way because I thought Okada has to win this because he's, he's this is his first Wrestle Kingdom as the boss now he's he's got to win if if he loses this is this is shit but at the same time they put so much investment behind Omega he, he didn't get like this oh, he got a bit of a push no he, he got the, the biggest push he could get he's, yeah. he's the first Kaijin to win the G1 Climax that is fucking massive yeah, yeah, okay yeah. they deal. really put the rock up in I thought I can't see him losing either so for the first time I, when you know with, uh, with the Tanahashi's Okadas which were always fantastic matches but sometimes were you could have a good inkling as to who was going to win this was a main event where I sat down and I was like I don't know who the fuck is going to win this and I'm fascinated to see 
who, who would be the loser mm. what the loser's going to do because both these those guys those are the best dynamics in wrestling yeah, I love that they've been pushed both been pushed into a position where they have to win and you expect them to win but they can't one has to walk away loser and I just thought I thought this match was absolutely fantastic and I thought Okada wasn't wasn't praised as much afterwards by some people as he should have been as he should have been but saying that Omega just Omega for me that was like a st- real star making performance for me from him I thought he, he went like absolutely he was insane he, he was like he a had, wild man in this he's, he's, he's had something again the match with Naito uh, in, the, in the G1 uh, block finals and the match with Goto in the finals he's had he's had great performances obviously yeah. hasn't had well, one I'm, quite I'm, like this well, but... unfortunately I hadn't seen any of those so exactly. saw Omega was he was wrestling in a junior junior division and I heard that he's you know he'd be coming to Cornell he had a lot of matches he's, he's, he won a G1 and so on but this was the first time I see him in his fully evolved state and it just it just blew me away yeah so evolved state he hasn't really evolved his character anyway um, yeah I I thought Okada pacing wise held this match together uh, selling was awesome yeah, yeah. I, the amount of times I, you, you, the camera caught for, in my, I, maybe just my misinterpretation of it um, Omega looking over at Okada for when are we going uh, it, it was like he was pacing the match and it, it did it it was, uh, it was taking the talented smaller guy who's been doing a certain style probably for a, lo- a long time and you're working that into a main event style which uh, Okada um, kind of leading him through in that respect and then mm-hmm. gelling the two it, I thought it was fantastic uh, Omega was like fucking a Seth Rollins crossed with Eddie Guerrero Seth Rollins with Eddie's sharpness and intensity and then with obviously I don't know like Eugene's facials or something but he was he, he was yeah he was standout he standout performance um, I didn't have any doubts up until, probably for about maybe 6% of the match Okada was winning and especially after Tanahashi I thought there was no way Okada was set up where they, they start the kind of the subtle kind of heat of Omega or at least him on top getting the crowd totally behind a card at that point and that's like okay we'll go to the races now and um, it was a card it was it set a card it was there make Omega look fucking the shit and but he was getting so much in I thought yeah he's definitely losing well <laughs> <laughs> that was actually it was one of those things where when they were doing the entrance of the Young Bucks there's a moment where he's standing in the ring Omega is before Okada comes out and he's got like a look on his face I don't know why it was like he's not winning <laughs> I was like, just the look on his face he's not winning but again and he took so many risks and, and the they both sp- did. The sp- oh, God, the, the spots. Uh, Let's talk about some of these spots. The, the yeah. first one I want to get in, because obviously they, they, and they've done a lot of the, I don't want to say garden variety, because that's, that's demeaning something that's great. But uh, the things that Okada has done before, the, the, yeah. the crossbody over the barricade, for example, stuff like that. Great. You know, yeah, some of the, uh, the spots that Omega's done before you know, featured in this match. But then, and it's built into the table, <laughs> where they get the table, oh, the double stomp. Yeah. And, and as they're setting it up, and they're, in, and, and they're in the ring after they've done the tease on the apron, and again, it's one of these things I said that like, he's going to backdrop him. He's going to take yeah. a, a fucking backdrop through that oh. table. And it's not the it's same horrible. as Jeff Hardy in a TLC match when, when Bubba did it yeah. to him, where that, those tables are big. There's a big landing pad. Yeah. Those tables are fucking tiny, tiny. and they don't break. Yeah. They're like school tables. Oh. And Omega flies over the top rope, hits his target as perfectly as you can. Yeah. But the one bar didn't break and it, right on his neck, yeah, I all thought the, he's done. Yeah, all, he the, is pr- done all the pressure on the second bar, where he was obviously his back. Lower bar yeah, coming over his neck, just yeah, the, like the, 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 the closest bar where his neck hits. It's just, it doesn't look very. Oh, there's there's horrible. so many instances in that match where you see this with the spots where, where I'm I'm wincing because I'm thinking about all 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 the while during this match. I've I've got um, Mitsuharu Masawa in, in the back of my yeah, mind honestly, on the base yeah, of yeah. this is a man who effectively he 
taken that much punishment over the years, he was he effectively decapitated himself, taking a back suplex, just a you know, yep, fairly yep. standard back suplex. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing it's like the table spot where you know you could have quite easily seen a situation where he completely misses the table, sort of hits it with his ankles or overshoots it completely, and you get in the neck and the shoulders on the on the back end of that table. Yeah. So obviously that's a concern there, but things like also taking the risk of doing pretty much Ibushi's trying moonsault from Jesus, the top yeah. over Jesus. the barricade Jesus. and and the thing, the thing that, that he didn't stunned, clear it by much yeah and the no. thing is what, what was astonishing about that not just that he did, did that move because obviously he's harking back to when they were tag teams on but the speed that he got up and twisted to do the moonsault that was faster than Ibushi's ever done it yeah. I was just like that was gobsmacking I thought where the fuck did that come from it's like the intensity of it the moves that you mentioned with, with, with the table spots and, and, and you know Okada that early intensity going absolutely insane was just just absolutely mind blowing and and I, I don't know whether Carl's about to get to you you're going to mention the missile drop kick you've got the missile drop kick oh, to the back of the head that. you've got the you've got the fook you've got <laughs> fook no no come on fuck if you're going to swear yeah, swear yeah. properly I'm, I'm giving it a fook well, well, that's, that's, that's BS because, in you because, because I, know, <laughs> I know what spot we're, we're eventually building up to but just, yeah. just, just that that missile drop kick was I'm not going to say it's necessarily stoppy so sometimes just mistiming like happens like that but fuck me that it's replay like, oh, that, that replay oh, that was horrible that was that was horrible when you just saw his neck just buckle yeah, it was but, like that, that. but that wasn't that wasn't mistimed that landed where it was supposed to land <laughs> yeah. and that's what makes me wince and you've got the dragon suplex yeah, from oh. the top you've got you've got the the inverted tombstone that he does I I just thought Austin yeah I thought Austin yeah. Jesus Christ I was I was fearful <laughs> watching just Scary. seeing all the, seeing all the taking all this weight on the on the back of the head and the neck and the shoulders just seeing, and all the while I am thinking Jesus Christ Masawa Masawa and, and this is just, where Carino also said the line again about how when yeah. when he has the neck surgery yeah, he will remember that move on the dragon suplex because uh, again the uh, slow mo I'm not sure if you said on but I didn't see it so that, that possibly the point su- still stands yeah. that dragon suplex which was a proper dragon suplex off the top rope. No bullshit like his top rope, but it's actually they're doing off the second rope. I know like he flips over and lands I'll on his head. It's a proper dragon suplex. Is the most one of the most fantastic spots I have ever seen. Horrific. And I do and I don't ever, ever want to see it again. I, 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 never, I never want to see that again never. as impressive as it is, I don't want to see it. it and the other thing I don't want to see that far too many people do now as well is the Fucking reverse hurricane run because uh, that, oh. that looked that looked that looked just Okada's head yeah. and neck. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't it didn't add anything to the match. The match was great without that. I bet no one. And I bet very few can even remember that move happened. Yeah, but it just it just again. Yeah. I'm going back to the neck and head. I'm just, I just you know you worry. The neck, yeah. But but I will say if I can just backtrack slightly on this sense of you, you both thinking um, Okada's winning. Throughout, pretty much throughout. Is that be fair to say? Yeah. Mm. I know. I predicted Okada, but as the match is going on, it wasn't the things. I just threw my hands up in the air. Said they, I can see them going with Omega because they've gone so hard with them up yeah. to this yeah, point. Yeah. Now, to that point, I, I thought in, in the death throes of the match, I was convinced they were going with Omega, Pure, purely because you know, obviously the crowd have, have eaten all this up, but there had been, s- but there, there had, there had been what? It's on YouTube. 
three or four rainmaker clotheslines before the finish. I thought he's take he's no, but I thought he's taking. Oh, no, he, no, no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not knocking it for overdoing the move. No, no, in, no, no, in, no. In, in as much of it, it's a case of this is brilliant. But if he doesn't beat him now, having given him his finisher that many times, That's and it. and not having had the you know they haven't really even teased the near fall with it. Omega's got to be going over at this point because I, I thought well I'm going to be annoyed with he's it. held off the one winged angel yeah. so many times and there were so many yeah. great counters yeah. where he yeah. flipped out yeah. and on his feet and, yeah. and all I could think of being the pessimist oh. that I am I thought he's going to hit another one Omega's going to kick out and he's going to pin Okada with one finisher I'm just going to think yeah. Jesus Christ I, that's what, that's where I was thinking it was going at so that I, point. Didn't, I didn't think when he kicks out it, was it oh, four Rainmakers oh. so here's the deal he, he here's the deal because we're talking about the Rainmakers I want to get this point in because this was a spot for all the big massive spots they did that were yeah, were breathtaking and, and near one. falls near falls that the crowd were eating up the one thing that I probably loved the most in this match is when he's kicking at Okada and Okada just will not oh, let God. go of the arm oh, yes. it's br- so brilliant yeah, I, I, I just felt I was about so fucking worried for Okada to match we mentioned like with the with the neck at all, with the drop kick the dragon suplex the reverse hurricane runner when you get to that bit and, and Carly hit the nail on the head that fantastic bit where, where Kenny's now just like fucking kneeing the shit out of him like every knee he's doing it just looks like so freaking stiff and and Okada's not letting go. He's determined. Like I'm fucking beating this guy. I'm not letting go. He's, I've just managed to get his fucking arm to do it. I'm not letting go. It, it was. It's. Brilliant. Yeah, it's just fucking brilliant. It's, it's, just, it's what I love brilliant. about wrestling. <laughs> but it wasn't. Yeah, and yeah, the, the commentators were on it and, and yeah. drew attention to it, which was fantastic as well. The, but it was the, the was it three or four Rainmakers? Well, this is the thing. It was the first one. First one he kicked I out. I thought that was it. I thought it was gonna yeah, be finished. I thought that was the finish. That stunned me. I was like, oh fuck. Again, it was such <laughs> it was such a late kick out. And they'd done so much before this. It was like just the nature of how they delivered it. I thought that's the finish because the thing with Okada, the pattern always is: if anyone ever kicks out the Rainmaker, the Rainmaker is the finish. He, no one ever kicks out the Rainmaker and then wins, which is why when they ended up doing it a couple more times, but it's not really the full blown one. It's always like a, a short arm lariat, but he yeah. holds yeah. onto the wrist. It's like yeah. he hasn't got it quite yet, yeah. and that's when he finally hit that last one. It's like, okay, that is yeah. The well, finish. they did one for a double down as well, so yeah. it was like the other two he yeah. hit weren't in. They were desperation ones, but they weren't set up for him to go for the pin. This I that was when I thought yeah. Omega's losing this because it was to protect, it was it was giving it shining him up. It was like yeah. this is you've had this stellar fucking performance. We've put over if you just hit your one move, then it's it, you, he's dead. You've taken his his killing move. Yeah. He's desperation. He's hit twice more. You're still in there. And it's like yeah, he's dead. He's, they're giving him anything. He's losing this. Yeah. I will ask now on the table, not for a rating or anything like that, because it's just one man's opinion. But I, I when I watched this match, I remember thinking this match is going to get beaten this year. This match is the gold standard for the rest of the year, and I don't know what can beat it because this is one of the best matches I've seen in a long, long time. I love this match. So uh, I don't know, everybody. I mean, do you concur with the fact that this is uh, possible match of the year? Any, any objections to it other than Omega's facials in the first third, maybe? I thought it was an amazing. I don't rate matches like that one over the other. I'm not chase with lists. I thought this was this was no, this was up there with anything you've ever seen. But I'm thinking ah. I'll probably take Sean and take her in the cell still. <laughs> but um, if if I have seen anything on a par with it in recent years, it's hard it's hard for me to immediately recall anything, which I think you know, that speaks to how how highly I think of the match. Um, I'm not sure I'd go the the route of old Meltzer and effectively 
blow up your rating system that, yeah. you've, that you've made a living Stupid. off over the last 30 years that might be a step too far mm. but it was you know outstanding fantastic whatever word you wish whatever positive word you wish to use to describe it and it, it, it overcomes my my uh, sort of irritants with with omega's fa- facials it's it is a really great match it obviously like you say Liam, it it sets the bar for the year and i will be amazed if anything this year even gets up to the same level as it let alone clears the bar yeah, I, I I completely agree with you, uh, Carl. Um, yeah, that, I think that we've the, agreed too much. I, on I this know, podcast. I know, it's too often, but it's, it's, I, I the, the first off, the Meltzer six star ratings is <laughs> fucking silly. You know, you have a rating system, you stick to it. You don't. Come on, man. No, damn it, no, it's wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I think there's been other matches that I've probably been more emotionally invested in for various reasons. I think last year's Nakamura Zayn, I was a lot invested in because I wanted to see what they were going to do in Nakamura, uh, basically because I was worried. Um, so those those matches I've been more emotionally invested in, but this was a spectacular, uh, a spectacle of of a match and spectacular spectacle. a spectacular spectacle <laughs> of a match. Yeah, and it was just that good. Yeah, it was just that good. This was just like it was just like unlike anything I've seen for a long time. And this this is coming off the back of. What would have been a match of the year candidate in in Naito Tanahashi, and yeah. I think that still is a match of the year candidate. I think I agree with you in this. Like last year, we had uh, Nakamura and AJ, right? And then like it's okay, we'll try and beat that. And we had a lot of matches, and I think Tanahashi Tanahashi Okada, I thought was, was as yeah. good as Nakamura yeah. AJ. Was and, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Match. And I think there were matches later on that year that did end up topping those matches uh, for for me personally. This has gone in at such a high level because they were able to do crazy shit that even it's on won't be able to do those particular moves and so on in that particular not very way. often not very often anyway that it's gonna be a very high bar that i don't think anyone's going to top if they do i can't fucking wait to see that match but i think if it's going to happen and say wwe it's going to be involving aj and it's like it's going to be with either freaking cena or nakamura or joe those three uh, unless Daniel Bryan comes back or Shawn Michaels they're going to need someone with stupidly good quality to work with AJ there, to there get the to match be, as good not, as that it's not even just the characters involved and that's why yeah. the match I think is, was so great is because they built it up so well with Omega yeah. getting this mega push and Okada yeah. being the company guy that obviously is the champion going forward it's yeah. like you don't get a dynamic like this very often very often mm. and the rematch is going to be uh Interesting to see how they because, top that. Because yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm a little bit that's worried. Why, about yeah, it, that's why I'm worried. That's why I say I don't want to ever see that Dragon Suplex again because I'm worried I'm actually going to see. But they can do more. teasers of that from now on. They it's going to be teasers, great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the match was absolutely fantastic. I, I, it's it's an easy high score, whatever your system is that you use, as long as you stick to it. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's going to be a hard one to top. I'm going to be interested to see if anyone can. Getting out to some of the feedback that you, the loyal listeners, sent to us. Uh, Alan Snedden said, Finish the whole show. Man, why anyone thinks WWE can touch New Japan's in-ring is beyond me. The whole card's been great. The funniest unintentional match is a three-way for the uh, IWGP heavyweight tag belt. So the swearing was off the charts. Uh, the main event, Jesus, it was unreal. Uh, though I'd have put the belt on Omega as it was his time. Uh, but so long as he gets it later in the year, then it's fine. I know I'm nitpicky uh, majorly here. Did anybody else feel that Omega should have won? No. No, you thought it was the right, right, for, right for Okada? In terms of the whole company, okay, the position with Tanahashi, where he was the man, he's been moved down now, he's finally 
usurped him last year. No, this is this is the cementing of his of, of a card this time. Just because it's presented differently because Omega's the new guy in the in the mix. That was to make him legit and a threat. Mm. It was a card. It was it was a cardish main event, even though Omega will get all the love. Yeah, but as it draws to those Japanese people, a card is the star. Yeah, uh, yeah, Okada definitely, as you said, he's got to cement the uh, the legacy and so on. But uh, I think uh, Omega Invasion Attack or Dominion, whichever those shows are. Well, Omega's, I don't know what's going on, but Omega's written on Twitter about how he's leaving. Japan. He's out for a while, so uh, or he's going home for a while and he's reassessing priorities or something like that. So I think he's going to be out of the picture for a little bit. Um, Rowdy Roddy McCanty I hope I pronounced your name right there says that main event was just phenomenal drama I'm a bit gutted Omega didn't win but he'll get the IWGP IWGP belt let me try that again uh, down the road it was a long old slog through almost six hours Wrestlemania like levels but everything kind of built towards the last few matches and throughout the show my excitement level was rising I enjoyed Cody's debut and thought he and Juice Robinson had a good match Cody felt big time Uh, wasn't a big fan of Kushida and Takahashi until the end Uh, Goto is my absolute favourite and I'm glad he won the never belt Uh, but was the big one was it the big one they made it out to be uh, him winning the IWGP title could have been an amazing storyline he's been so close Goto shouldn't be the champion in my personal opinion here um, he's been so close uh, Shibata just oozes realism and believability he's a top top guy odd to say but I actually miss Matt Stryker on commentary well, that makes one of you <laughs> <laughs> I heard great things about Karina, but he really disappointed me on this show. Uh, I felt he didn't really get into it and get serious until the last few matches. I feel 2017 is going to be a big year for New Japan, and I can't wait to see more. Uh, Luke Moore said, It was a great-looking card and did not disappoint in the slightest. Goto Shibata was amazing. Naito Tanahashi was amazing. And Okada Omega is a very early match of the year contender. Could not have asked for any more. Uh, John Havoc said, It's ironic Okada is called the Rainmaker because the main event was pure money. I mean, holy shit. You look at how WWE books their champions, and then you look at Carter, and it shows just how backwards Winter's sports entertainment is compared to pro wrestling. Uh, also, question: Does Kieran still think Kenny Omega is low rent? I'm not high at all on the bullet club crap, uh, but to his credit, he did put in one hell of a showing. I mean, that table bump, that fuck, was that mess? He, like I said, he wrestled like Seth Rollins with Eddie Guerrero intensity in the face of Eugene. That's, that, I stand <laughs> by that. Yeah, I, I well, think this. I tip my hat. I tip t- my hat. Ties back. Ties back to two years ago when he was came in as the cleaner, which yeah. we hated at the time with this little fucking chainsaw thing he used to do for his arm. Remember that shit? <laughs> um, and we, I think that was the thing. He, he comes off like he's out of his element, and he's upgraded to a Phantom of the Opera face mask. <laughs> uh, Dale Edwards, uh, Luke's younger brother. What the fuck's he doing on there? <laughs> Luke made me want things to do. Luke made me watch this with him. My God, did I enjoy <laughs> there it? There you go. <laughs> Very little keeps me interested in wrestling now, but this match was great however the drop kick to the back of the head from the top pretty sure that should have resulted in a prison sentence which we kind of agree with uh, Nick Davis says biggest positive from the show for me other than the main event was the commentary team best double act I've heard in years would love to hear them in NXT which I'm sensing is not a, a, a common opinion around the table here today no it certainly is not a uniform opinion shared by all Okay, fair enough. Daniel Cleary says, Hey fellas, really enjoyed the show. The first half of the show dragged unsurprisingly, including Cody Rhodes nearly sucking the life out of the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> but the top four matches delivered, and more. Kushida versus Takahashi and Shibata versus Goto were both great matches, but then Tanahashi and Naito, and Okada versus Omega was just amazing. WWE wrestlers need to look at these matches and see how to properly sell and use psychology in a match. Both matches told a story that it was so hard to predict a winner for views these days. With Suzuki Gun returning on the New Year's Dash show, and they're 
Kieran's favorite, Minoru Suzuki, being back. Uh, I think Okada will be wrestling Minoru Suzuki next, which is the plan. I think Kenny, the Books, and Cole will finally give uh, the arse to the Bullet Club D team, hopefully. Uh, another match between Okada and Omega should definitely happen again this year. No need to do it right away, maybe around the G1 specials that will be taking place in LA. Uh, with a bit more English translation and commentary, I can see definitely New Japan's expansion into America and Europe being a successful one. So, uh... Yeah, on, on top of obviously uh, the show kind of relinquishing my uh, uh, my interest in it, just uh, with with with, uh, with the main events and so on, being more interested in it. The next night hearing about Suzuki Gun returning yeah. was just like because I was thinking before I even saw the show, I was thinking, man, like they could do with having these guys back. I was amazed they didn't recall them back at that, the this show. time. Yeah, but this time last year, oh, really, right. when when they lost uh, uh, Shinsuke and AJ, I thought like surely they'll recall them back now. And so having uh, having Taka back, motherfucker, right? He's uh, <laughs> is, is, is just uh, a nice little pop. Taka mate. is going, but, motherfucker. But Suzuki, like Suzuki, because after having like a really great <laughs> run, having a really great one in Noah, where they absolutely dominated uh, the entire company, took all the belts, and it took like all the baby faces and heels to come together to get them out of Noah. Um, Suzuki's coming in with uh, a lot of momentum, and man, you look at the field ahead of him. He's got so many options. Of who to fight outside of Okada. Okada is the obvious one. Suzuki Naito would be great. Yeah, that's the one I'm interested in. Like the guy who's generally just has like a, his his general gimmick is that he's just a bad behavior. You know, picks his nose, whatever. You know, he's just like a general like like doesn't give a fuck. Wrestling a guy who doesn't give a fuck even more if, if such a thing's possible. And he's a real that, bully, a yeah, dick about it. Yeah, yeah that that could be a really interesting fight. Tanahashi, you, you're never gonna get tired with that fight. If they do Omega, that that could be interesting as well. Mm. There's so many fights, and obviously just the, the Goto's, the Shibatas, the Homas, anything like that. There are oh, so Shibata many. and Suzuki. There's so Give many interesting matches they can do with uh, Suzuki now. I was so excited when I saw. It, I thought it couldn't get any better. It did. Suzuki's back, and now they they can go to the races with uh, hopefully Suzuki. I hope they don't go like lower him down to just like he's like the lower the undercard mm. faction. I want them to be strong because it seems that's the way they're going. It's kind of like going like a bit of the way. Of, Survivor Series 97 gang rules or something like that you know because you're having like the Bullet Club you have the New Japan guys you have Lossing Chaos you have LIJ, uh, LIJ and now you've got Suzuki Gun it's like gang warfare I guess yeah. that's why they have seven belts now but, oh uh, I guess so but yeah Valero on TPWW forum says, Honestly, watching the whole Wrestle Kingdom car brought me back, as in two men with some kind of beef, and I could feel it by either their walk or their attitude towards each other without Karina or Kelly telling me 10,000 times what I need to know. Uh, Karina and Kelly brought me up to speed in one minute in each scenario where I didn't know what was going on, and it was told well by both in the story of the match and the significance of the movesets. Uh, in the commentary provided, letting the audience know if there was a weak point or a reason behind said manoeuvre. Could watch, and probably will watch, this whole card a hundred times over. Uh, Fragile X on TPWW says, I stayed up late and bought New Japan World for this show which apparently quite a few people did this, I heard that the, the subscriptions in America for New Japan World went like skyrocketed up uh, on, on Tuesday um, it was a great choice totally fun amazing show uh, last four matches were insane and the main was just the perfect culmination of such an event I actually love the Tiger Mask match uh, so cool simple great big show opener I'm a big fan of Kota and how he works his career in his way uh, this show meant a lot to me staying up so late to see it it made me feel like a kid I was literally on the observer board and reading the thread just about three hours before and it was like man just do it for your 12 year yeah your 14 year old best of the super junior cup tape trading ass so uh, I guess uh, I love uh, all the Japanese fans coming back if they haven't been following the situation for the last little while 
Um, Broken Hassany on TPWW says Shibata's great and it looks like he might feud with Osprey which could be interesting uh, Suzuki Gun have just mm-hmm. come back as a faction and they're looking to get Okada it seems just don't sleep on Omega because of the faces or whatever dumb reason though <laughs> AJ Styles has lots of stupid faces all the time and Omega and Okada no. probably had a match that AJ's no. New Japan body of work may not have beaten it's gonna take some rewatches what's that person's name sorry uh, Broken Hasney good to know Okay. Hell, Omega's G1 and his final with... Excuse me, let me try that again with vowels. Uh, Hell, Omega's G1 and his finals uh, match with Naito were outstanding too. The book has called him the best foreigner in New Japan, so thankfully we should see Omega up top for a while yet. I know he doesn't want to go to WWE, but I wonder what will happen when they come knocking and they offer him an AJ deal. Uh, Noid on TPWW says, I can't remember if it was you guys I've heard talking about the faces Kenny Omega pulls. <laughs> they do the Terminator stuff with him, which is goofy, but in the way that you can imagine a wrestler having a goofy entrance for a big match. But then he comes out pulling those weird faces. I've only seen the entrance, but it still makes me think that Kenny Omega is a bit ridiculous. P.S. Fuck the Young Bucks. Does anyone yes! Else- yes, butt fucks. Does anyone else find them flipping yeah. boring? Pun intended, there's no meat with the potatoes, or is it potatoes with the meat? It can't be the latter, because there is certainly nothing meaty about the young bucks, <laughs> except the giant metaphorical dick they collectively have in the fans of we, the modern internet fan. I'm not sure if they personally have done this, but I'm getting sick of independent wrestlers who do a whole bunch of meaningless, vapid shit as an evolution of the art form, when they have stripped their matches of all psychology. A cinematic equivalent, and I usually hate this about wrestling, because uh, they're more than a little different, is removing all the plot, character, and structure from your film. These guys aren't producing art, they're producing your latest Michael Bay blockbuster. Oh, I was say Michael Bay. Well done. <laughs> where you can barely tell the fighting robots apart. The young bucks might be genuinely aware they are doing that to draw attention to themselves, but they are at least enablers of that vapid style. Sorry if you have any fans of that style around the big oaken table, but their attention span is probably lapsed by now, and they stopped listening by the time I got to pun intended. I quite like Trent Beretta though. I hope he keeps improving leaps and bounds over there. Oh, and happy fucking New Year. <laughs> what was that person's name? It's annoyed on TPWW. One of our favourites. Oh yes, of course. Trent Beretta. He can jump off a bridge. <laughs> uh, Niall Clark says I did not watch the show because Japanese wrestling is not for me this will uh, take our discussion a bit of a different turn but in light of the show I want to ask you guys a question do you think that a lot of fans tend to overhype Japanese wrestling and indie shows because it's cool to like them and hate on the WWE for all I know this was an amazing event and the main event was a 5 star classic but I haven't seen many overboard comments of people saying it's match of the year already um, sorry but the year has only just started wait until December to make such comments I have read people saying it's better than anything the WWE has ever done then there were those people commenting that WWE should sign these guys etc and that will hold weight these guys coming over and putting on great matches is good but people need to remember that the WWE is a different model to any other wrestling promotion just because they put together great matches does not mean they'll be successful there if this show is exactly the same but called WWE Wrestle Kingdom do you think it would receive the same amount of praise or would it be nitpicked this is not a criticism of the show because as I said I haven't personally seen it I have watched Japanese wrestling and it isn't for me uh, it's not a criticism of everyone who enjoyed it either it's just an observation I've picked up browsing internet forums over the years so it, it, it's kind of the debate about whether or not you're a hipster uh, if you like New Japan or not I think in certain circles it's a, it's a valid argument some of the people that jump on the bandwagon perhaps uh, that's something like a hipster thing to say myself actually now I think about it but uh, you see I, I see the point he's making here but I think this is a match and a show those last four matches you should watch before uh, commenting in, in such a way as well yeah i i think there's there's a validity to the points he's raised i i can appreciate how japanese wrestling wouldn't be for some people and to a point kieran raised earlier there are moments in matches where they do the sort of the balls to the wall you know laying it in on each other not selling you know head butting each other legitimately that looks completely out of place if your name's not goto or, or shibata 
so I can understand with elements like that why it wouldn't be for some people and the, the stiffness at times I, I can appreciate that um, and I do think in some circles there is an element of your anti WWE mindset is such that you will jump on anything that isn't WWE to sort of to knock that company but where this show's concerned and where generally the new Japan shows that I've watched over the last few years is concerned I don't think that's why people the vast majority of people react in the way they do to this they react to it because it's relatable because it it tells stories in the way that you want them to be told it's just good pro wrestling where you know lo and behold wins and losses matter and people are elevated and it's all done how you how you how you want wrestling to be done you know less of the soap opera element less of the circus sideshow that Vince loves you know if there's a reason why people criticize WWE in the first place because they're not booking what those fans want to see so when you get something like New Japan which offers you what you want it's only natural that you're gonna latch onto it instead really and maybe on occasions be overboard with praise but but praise it nonetheless I, I, I kind of see this point about the whole WWE Wrestle Kingdom thing, but I think we've been we've been fair here in in terms of the the things that we feel are flaws, like things like you know, guys like Shibata and Ishii and Honma being kind of cast amongst the uh, kind of the uh, rank and file, if you will. Mm. I think that we that would be criticised if this was WWE anyway. I think we've been fair and balanced here around the Oaken Table. There are things about New Japan that I, I don't like and and will nitpick. Mm. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Yeah. And, and the booking over the last couple of years has at times been a little mm. bit shaky. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, when you have a show with four matches this good in a row, mm. I can't remember the last yeah. time I saw a, a show with this many good matches at mm. the top in a row. Granted, the first half of the show, like we said, and we've been fair about it, yeah. was not yeah. stand out in the slightest, average yeah. at best. Yeah, as you said, our review hasn't been at all um, completely blinded as to uh, the, the faults of, of the promotion and the booking. As I said, we, we've already gone through, I've already stated myself that the first the first lot of the show, before you get to the four key matches, I have I have completely loads of things. I'll never watch any of them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not watching any of these matches again, but the last four I will. And, and I think it's... I don't, I don't think it's necessarily jumping on any on, on any bandwagons or, or anything like that it's just if at any point and, and this happened with you and me and, 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 and to these guys as well when they, when they when they dip in and out and so on you, you get tired of seeing a particular product and the way they do things which is WWE obviously because it's really the only main product out there and you get tired of watching that stuff and the same way as you get tired watching certain TV series or a movie whatever you start getting tired of a certain genre you want to see something different and so you end up, ex you know, experimenting with something like New Japan, where the style is completely different. But whilst the style might be different and you might not understand the commentary, there are fundamentals that that company does, which is universal to anybody that watches it. It's called pro wrestling, which is what <laughs> WWE's forgotten to do. And so we watch, we watch that product because we want to see something that's old school again and done correctly. And I, I don't think it's band ran, ran jumping at all because it's just. It's just another product. I think if it's and no product's perfect. That's yeah, that's no, the bottom no, line. No, Nothing yeah, is ever we're, perfect. We're not we're not blindly loving this show, and we never have. When we've done these reviews, we've never blindly loved the show completely. We've always we've always been honest, and we've always said like what things that we don't like and things that we do. It's just the same as any other company. But I think when when people and and you know, people who are just watching it recently, you know, 
uh, the call and bandwagon jumpers I don't think is fair as well because they're hearing word of mouth from yeah, other yeah. people they're don't hearing things wrong. like hey this is a good show you should check it out and so they're checking it out That's, where's the fault I don't, I don't I don't object to that at all it's yeah. more the stuff like when people hear about this thing called the Bullet Club but don't watch New Japan yeah. and think the Bullet Club's great when the Bullet Club yeah. was actually a blight yeah. that hurt the audience attendance of New Japan during the period that they were on top and I think that's where um, I apologise I forget the email his name but I think that's where he's coming from I think that's that's his train of thought yeah because you know, I, I don't think he's cast dispersions on us saying we blindly love yeah, New that, Japan but mm. but I, I think it's important to raise there is an element of people no, no matter how small it may be in scale who do as Liam pointed out jump on things like the Bullet Club think it's awesome think it's great or buy the t-shirt what have you watched then all what 11 of those members yeah. that were on the show were all cool to yeah. you really yeah, bone, soldier. Yeah. bone soldier does it for you yeah Bad Luck Fale or Fat Fuck Fale, whatever his name is. Fat Fuck Fale. You know, the, the, the Asian godfather, those guys will do it for yeah. you. Tokyo godfather. Yeah. Tokyo Kim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what we say with... Um... But, but, but like, like we say, there are, there are pros and cons to every product. Yeah. There are going to be people there that, that, that are there where like they, whatever's a hot thing on, they'll watch it at the mm. moment and say, oh yeah, isn't that fucking hey, great? Hey, that's, yeah, that's great. wrestling. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. And then like something like Lucha Underground or TNA do something. It's more, I think... And they're like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And that's hot. And like, yeah. that's, a, that's a minority. That's different. They're just, they're just like that in that's, general. That's different. But the, the, I guess the, the point is the wrestling fans, or at least the niche wrestling fans, tendency to praise the thing that's anti-WWE or the hot thing. I, you know, I, I see the point because I see it a lot online. But overall, I think that they're... Hey, if a product's good and it's hot, it's going to get bigger and better, and that's just the way it is. And I think I think that the the criticism around this oaken table, at least, has been fair and balanced. I don't think it's a cut and dried answer. I think there's a number of elements to this. I absolutely, totally believe that people um, are a lot more forgiving with New Japan than the E. Couple of reasons. That one reason being, most people aren't watching New Japan of six hours or whatever the fuck it is of new TV every single week yeah. so you're getting highlights and you're getting cliff notes whatever of, of keynotes of, of, of the great stuff um, like for instance I mean you look at that the top four guys uh, okay Tanahashi Naito Okada and then you got Omega for how many years has it been that okay take, you got Tanahashi uh, sorry Nakamura and AJ have come in and out but that top four okay especially the top two it's been it's not a lot of change if that was in the E, people would be shitting all over it. The first half of this card was completely a, um, a log jam, getting everyone onto the big show. WrestleMania every year, it, it sucks. Everyone says it sucks, so let's give it. It sucks. That said, your top line wrestling is much better. Your depth is much better. Your um, ability, the, the kind of the crux of what wrestling is, the actual in ring is within that company, is much better for us as fans who take it serious as what pro wrestling should be, what we like. Um, in terms of new people getting on board of it, that's that's you can't criticize that. No, that's, that's what it's stupid. all about. That's what, yeah, okay, well, everyone's supposed to be set. They set fandom, and then nothing. I mean, an element of I totally believe Nakamura and AJ and the Bullet Club and talk of the Bullet Club and talk of New Japan in it would have helped in WWE. It's helped New Japan this year for this show. Um, um, some people, yes, yeah, some people will jump all over something because it's in, in a fresh environment that is an anti anti establishment, i.e., anti WWE, because that's the you know the, the, the power brokers. They are the fucking the, the one percenters in the, in the world of pro wrestling. Let's let's not forget that um, New Japan have now, in terms of uh, outside of Japan, for me, it's like this. They've 
tapped into this kind of global indie integrated kind of business we're getting even more so than we have previously I mean it's always been there for fuck's sake it's been there for, since the dawn of wrestling but even more so now with that said after uh, tackling Wrestle Kingdom 11 I don't know if there's any final thoughts you want to make about the show in general just I thoroughly enjoyed the show and I'm very glad that I watched it in stages over a couple of days as opposed to in one sitting um, yeah uh, probably in retrospect didn't need to watch the first half of the show yeah. quite easily not, not watch that and just watch the last four and it'd still be a fucking killer show which is definitely worth going out your way to watch um, probably enjoyed it because of those last four, enjoyed it more than the, probably the last. Actually, I did. See, did I see last year's? No, I is, is the year AJ before. Quite, yeah, they want year before and the call before that. Um, yeah, so it was probably for me personally uh, one of the strongest ones I've seen in a long time. Maybe it was just the go. Actually, it wasn't even the go because I watched it in like in reverse order. I watched it in like Pulp Fiction style. I watched the first started the first third, and I realised this isn't a three-hour, four-hour show like Liam pitched it to me. It's it's. I didn't know either. It's fucking <laughs> Le Mans of pro wrestling. Um, so yeah, we watched the last, watch the last, ma- the last third, then into the middle third. Um, so probably don't do that, folks, because that kind of ruins your your flow, baby. Um, <laughs> but it was yeah, good, great. The last four was really good stuff. Yeah, uh, as as everyone said, yeah, the the first lot of the show was just awful. As I said I, I I actually only ended up watching the entire show because I knew I was doing this review with you guys. Otherwise, I'd just skip to the the last four matches. Uh, and same as you, Liam, it has renewed my interest in watching it and particularly with Suzuki Gun coming back as well that's like wow what's going to happen there so we'll be following it a lot more closely than just just reading the results and I just uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it yet do do go and watch it especially the last four matches like yeah. uh, if, 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 you, if you're just if you're a fan of, of New for a while then yes definitely watch the show like I did if you haven't seen it before this is a good show to step your toe in. Don't watch the crap stuff. Just watch the last four matches because it's it, it's fantastic. It doesn't get much better than this. This is the best time for you to try it out. If you don't like it, that's absolutely fine. But give it a try. Watch it. Yeah, good stuff. And it's one of those things too, and we are kind of talking before about uh, New Japan. One of the things I love about watching New Japan is because the audience seems, I don't say untainted or anything like that, but it's, it's a very different audience than what we get over here. We're watching WWE pay-per-views with the same type of fan <coughs> in the crowd with their this is awesomes and uh, you know let's go Cena Cena sucks and all that stuff. Getting moments on this pay-per-view like when Okada is selling in the corner and and the people are so invested cheering Okada just to try and get him back in the match to get any offense in. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a purity that I love. Yeah, it's proper pro wrestling. Yeah, not, not this as I said before this, this self-aware this self-aware western civilization wrestling novelty uh, I don't know what it is now it's, tribute to yeah it's just I mean it per- business it, it, look it permeates all culture not just not just fucking pro wrestling let's, let's get that straight but um, it is really refreshing to watch proper wrestling <laughs> indeed it is and with that said we are going to watch more proper wrestling, proper wrestling coming up soon because we are going to go from a great review of a great show yes to a review <laughs> it's a series that uh, we are returning to and of course the next show on the docket for a uh, Vince Russo review of a uh, Russo written show uh, a follow up to our first one obviously before we did the uh, April 10th 2000 episode of WCW Nitro the Russo Bischoff relaunch we're doing the pay-per-view that followed it Spring Stampede 2000 on the next episode of Squared Circle Gazette Radio and of course you can give us your thoughts uh, on the Facebook page and on the, some of the forums on that show if you've watched it if not go and check it out and we'll be posting the question on the Facebook page and on the forums very shortly to review 
Spring Stampede 2000. And the only match we know is happening from the Nitro we watched is Jeff Jarrett and DDP for the world title. So we're looking forward to this uh, mystery show we're going to be watching. And in three weeks' time, of course, we will be doing the death of TNA here at SCG Radio. So with that said, we're looking forward to that. For G. John Chase. Renica! For Kieran O'Rourke. All right, folks, I haven't plugged this in a while. At Rasslin Profit, R-A-S-S-L-I-N Profit. Anyone got pictures of that bunny girl, book a brother rocking outside. And for Carl Jones. Remember you folks at the UK Fan Forum, our podcast is 100% Ted Fowler free. <laughs> I am Liam O'Rourke and we are out here. Talk to you again soon on SCG Radio.